Morning, everybody. Good morning, everybody. What's going down? Let's see if we're live. I got a great one for you today. We're going to talk about the train derailment. We're going to do an exercise of discernment. I've heard word from people in the railway industry. We'll also talk about that shooting. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm trying to get Cod to send me the super sneaky music because today's kind of like a super sneaky day. I want to make sure I'm live. And Coddington is not writing me back. I think I'm overworking Coddington, by the way. Hang on, let me just double check here. Um, I'm resending. It should be an email. Love. Coddington, am I overworking you? I might have to, I might have to lay off Coddington. I've been just, I've been a tyrant lately. Oh, we'll talk about tyranny too, but I've just been pushing sweet, sweet Coddington to his limits. Never. That's a great attitude, Coddington, because I wasn't going to stop anyway. I just wanted to see if you were a pussy or not. (laughs) Okay. So I got a funny one for you today and we're going to do discernment. (laughs) Big laughs out of Coddington. Um, Okay. So I want the super sneaky music. Let me see if I can find it. Super sneaky music. Oh, Coddington already sent it to me. Here we go. Let me just make sure we have it. Private video. Great, Coddington. Great. And I mean great sarcastically because I'm bitchy. Super sneaky music. You know I'm not allowed to sign in. <laughs> what about oh here, here oh I can download it sweet super sneaky music downloading you don't have to worry about it content I think I have it unless you put one of your little tricks and traps on it okay so today we're gonna talk we're gonna go through the um, uh, discernment of the of the uh, train situation the shooting in Michigan uh, it's gonna be a fun exercise. Because someone in my comment section called me a quote-unquote coward. Hang on a second. Oh, there we go. That's what I'm talking about. For not just jumping on the fear train when it, literally a fear train. When it comes to, uh, when it comes to what they're up to with the train derailment. I don't know if you guys know this, but trains derail quite a bit. Um, but you know, I'll go down some rabbit holes if you want, I'll go down some rabbit holes about what it may or may not be if you guys want me to do that. But, uh, I have experts. I'm not against experts. I'm, I'm totally for experts. I'm just for deciding who I believe an expert is like bears that work in the train industry. Tell me what's going on. I'm blind to it. Let me know. Dr. Fauci, not an expert to me. Don't trust him. The guy, I mean, don't get me wrong. He killed a lot of homos. Which is, uh, you know, it's, I get it. How hard is it to stay on the tracks? There's tons of train derailments, tons. And so we will analyze the editorial nature of media and how they can sometimes use real events. Uh, And we'll also just talk about how to figure out what is an obvious conspiracy and what is not. Just a normal random train derailment, not uncommon, just not usual the chemicals can burn, nothing to see there. Well, see, I also have experts in the chemical waste uh, disposal world, and they would burn it. That's exactly what you do with that chemical is you'd burn it off because you wouldn't want to get it into the water supply. That's actually like standard protocol. And I know that this is what I actually think is happening is events will 
be magnified by media because people want to feel fear or pain. And it's almost like a offer, like a drug or something like, Hey, do you want to be afraid and feel scared and, you know, have your heart race and feel alive? Well, here you go. Because uh, it's really not that uncommon what you just saw with, um, with that train situation. I'll read from my experts. Because people are like, oh, they're trying to kill the Amish. Oh, they're gonna, has, have any Amish died? No. But, but they, 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 let me tell you something that, is hap- that, that I can predict that's pretty wild. Oh, and I got uh, sent some pretty amazing stuff. Look at this. People know that I collect. I actually accidentally cut off the back. Nixon says, Earthmen will find life on other worlds by 2000. I collect um, propaganda. It's great. It's the latest season of Cortisol Addict. Exactly, exactly, Coddington. See, this is why I pay you for your little insights. Um, what was I just talking about? Want to watch a horror movie? Oh, yeah, yeah, totally. And uh, so talking about the Amish, incompetence everywhere. Yes, it's corruption. Corruption causes these things a lot, right? I just meant that not every train derailment is hauling chemicals. Yeah, but there's been some this year that are way worse with chemicals. They're just not highlighted. And um, yeah, I mean, and if you want to know where all the chemicals you get for your phones, your dildos and all that stuff, like your vibrators, your lubricants, they come on trains and trains derail. There's like hundreds of trains derailments a year, hundreds. That's why I felt for it originally too. And uh, said to my wife, three derailments in one day, they're up to something. And then I talked to my experts. Okay, uh, I just was making a point that I forgot about. It would be a good idea to collect newspapers and magazines from the president to look back on the propaganda 33 years. Oh, yeah, I know what I'm going to say. My prediction that in as little as five years, no one will remember a time when satellites were not connected to balloons. I can see it already happening. Okay, here is a photograph of... um, Here is a photograph of Starlink being launched. They're all balloons. Okay, that's Starlink being launched. Now we're starting to enter a phase of scrubbing. Scrubbing an old lie, bringing in a little bit more truth because people are starting to see it. So if we see animals dying, we'll know their issues. Well, I mean, the propaganda is saying, oh, it's two, two foxes die. Oh, there's death in the, in the river, blah, 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 blah. Where, yeah, but the news is telling you that. And it might be partially true, but it's really not that crazy. It just isn't. Guys, I'm not going to let you just fall into a void of fear when it's not logical. Like, we're, we're living men and women. We're not just cortisol addicts. Yeah, like... Reach for a higher level of being a truther. Don't just be a fear squirt machine, all right? I mean, you can if you want, but it's kind of gay and dumb, and it's very feminine. I see the women the, uh, going the most at it. Like, they're coming. Why won't the men stand up? The train. Oh, Jesus, I'm squirting again. And it's like, dude, it's the same. It's, it's a feminized, illogical take on the train incident. Now, do I think there's massive conspiracy and potentially potentiality? Sure. We can talk about a few ideas. I don't think it has to do with killing the fish or hurting a hair on those Amish's head because that's not typically how this world works. It's not. It's about contracts and agreements. 
You know, if you make your own butter, the grocery store doesn't come to your home and kill you. That's crazy, right? <coughs> All right, getting the right to bitch about climate change. Yeah. Hello, Crafty Grover. How's, how's, uh, how's the TikToks doing? They hang on by the tracks, eating spilled grain, et cetera. My stepdad hits on the regular. Bertaria, hello, Port Bear. We need a honk at the train to take down the deep state. Yeah, I mean, I just can't even imagine what the women are going to want to do now. I've been telling my teen boys that the Flat Earth model will be mainstream in their lifetimes. Guys, this this is like becoming retarded, okay? Like, okay, this, I don't know about human history, you know, but this level of propaganda, right? This isn't that long ago. So Nixon, this is from... July 22nd, 1969. Nixon says, Earthmen will find life on other worlds by 2000. Okay. Earth's gravity grabs Apollo 11. Okay. This is all just total horseshit. And at the time, people read it with slack jaws and awe. They probably jerked off to it. I'm not kidding. Some fucking nerd probably spread this all over his... his, his not this particular one, but... And they just squirted. What does this one say? Apollo 11 having no problems. One million will witness blast off. Almost perfect weather. Kentucky condemns U.S. role in South Vietnam. Or KY. Who the hell is KY? Stock market stays in slide. DJ drops two. Oh, this is great. Almost perfect weather. Slain girl might be runaway Pasadena teen. Cortisol, cortisol, cortisol. Fear, fear, fear. This is great. White flood bond voters. All right, anyway. So I think within five years, everyone's going to always assume that every satellite is on a balloon. And people will forget so quickly how they treated every single truther that told them the truth about satellites. You think they're attached to balloon? You, sir. It'll just be like it never happened. All right, let's, uh, let's get involved. Coddington, let me read the uh, Super Chats first, and then we'll get into it. By the way, yesterday I was um, transporting goats for Beverly Bear because I have a trailer, and it turns out they're Matt Blackburn's goats. Really good guy. He sells, uh, he's like a health guy, health guru. I've known him for a while. He's a good, really good fucking dude. His compound is amazing, by the way. Amazing. Like just the land. He has like salt licks for elk solar it's like fucking awesome and so i had a great i had a great day transporting those little goats and i was wondering why i didn't post this pic because he took this pic so like let's do a pic and i think i know why i think i know why he didn't post the pics so there's me in blackburn check out his shadow <laughs> how fucking funny is that how funny is blackburn's shadow it looks like a graveler looks like a graveler we definitely have his products legend yeah he's an awesome dude I've hung out with him a few times up here, by the way. I, uh, that wasn't my first meeting. Uh, but yeah, I mean, look at that shadow there. <laughs> oh my God, I can't get enough. Blackburn exposed. Um, yeah, we're going to do a podcast together. We're excited. Throwing shade. Yeah, he's, uh, he's just such a uh, joyful guy. He always laughs. He laughs a lot. And as a professional comedian, I like when people laugh. I always feel like I'm crushing when I'm around him. Like everything I say, I get this great laugh. It's awesome. 
Carolina Swamp Fox Bear, Jay Seuss loves you. Keep crushing. Thank you. ESPN Bear, I've been slammed at work, so I haven't been able to watch the streams I normally did. Just wanted to say thanks for Redemption Song the other night. I saw the notification at 4 a.m. when I woke up. My brother, who died of cancer, used to play it all the time, and it really put me in a peaceful mood. Oh, that's great to hear, Aspen Bear. Um, Conquer Bear, hi, Owen. God bless you and your family. Been listening to the Logical Song a lot lately. Great lyrics. When I was young, it seemed that life was so wonderful, a miracle. Oh, it was beautiful and magical. Then they show me a world where I could be so dependable, clinical, intellectual, cynical. Yeah, yeah, I know. It's a, it's a, it's a mix, though. It's like to keep the childlike wonder, but also be a responsible, law-based man. You know, because I want to talk a little bit about that, too, about how lawless people deserve tyranny. And it happens over and over and over again. There's a reason... California and Hawaii and some of these places were the worst for lockdowns. It's because of the hippy dippy bullshit people that uh, that uh, you know they they if you don't have laws in your own life, they will put a boot over your neck. It's natural. It's like completely natural. It's like it's not even like there's a they. It's just you get the government you deserve. Lawless people get a lawless government. If you want natural law. The guys with the most guns are going to win. If you want to hold yourself to a higher standard, then your whole area will hold itself to a higher standard. Like the areas in America that had the least amount of tyranny were the ones that had the most amount of personal accountability. You know, if you live in an area where men are armed and responsible and sober and, you know, not reckless, married, family men, uh, don't lie, you're not going to see tyranny because it just isn't. It, it isn't natural. It doesn't fit. Like I was listening to Crow this morning, talk to this woman about her event she had in Monterey, California and how she's fighting back and how she like, how they like tackled her and did all this stuff on the beach because they tried to close the beach. And it was a really inspiring story, but also it's like, yeah, but the Californian hippy dippy bullshit is why you have so much corruption because, you know, live and let live and like, Whatever makes you happy can't be that bad. Well, it is bad in a way. Our ancestors have learned this lesson over and over and over and over and over again. That when you just live a subjective, anything goes kind of life, where it's like, oh, we're all God's children. We all have a right to the beach. Well, under, you know, under what law? You know, it's like in nature, no, the silverback gorilla can take what he wants. If you can't fight the silverback, you don't get the beach, you know, that's actual natural law. That's natural law is might is right. And a lot of the hippy dippy retards don't understand that they are living under the laws of God from greater men. Like it's like an afterglow. Like there was a time when people held themselves to higher standards. So they did not need a big government. It's kind of like in, um, um, for messaging cringe, should have stuck to my roots and said gay. Yeah, exactly. Uh, it's like uh, Pinocchio. Like the more he parties with the boys at Pleasure Island, the more he becomes a donkey. And donkeys get prodded with uh, cattle prods. I'm not kidding. Those goddamn heavy. Yeah, there's a, there's a fine line, though. There's people that there was an authentic movement in the 60s that was drowned out by the drug-addled, sex-crazed idiots that I want to highlight. It wasn't all bad. Like there were people like people like my parents, you know, they weren't, they've never done drugs. They never drank. They weren't, uh, you know, 
promiscuous at all. And they were against the Vietnam War, which was bad. And there was that. There was that like authentic intellectual um, pushback to the to uh, the tyranny of Vietnam and stuff like that. But in general, like California, I used to I lived in California for 16 years. It's a shit show. It's people that that want to publicly uh, infect. You know that, that, that there's a reason I'm into Sharia law. I mean, I don't know what the hell I'm talking about half the time when it comes to law. But the public, keeping the public clean of the of this shit is is necessary. Dennis Hopper brought the hippie movement to my town when they filmed Easy Rider. They trashed the res and got banned. Uh, yeah, it's horrible. It's lawlessness. If you want to live a lawless life, then the people with the guns will be lawless too. And you'll say, well, I have my, my amendment rights. Well, no, that was for a, a, a Christian people. That was for a people that held themselves to a higher standard. You know, the government doesn't have a right to... You know, you have your Fourth Amendment and your First Amendment and your Second Amendment. That's assuming you're not crazy. You know, that's assuming you don't act like an animal. If you run around drunk getting your dick sucked behind dumpsters like Joe Rogan, you know, it's like you're going to be treated like an animal. And that's a fact. All right. Cali was sort of nothing before Hollywood, right? Sort of adds up then. Well, California has a really beautiful history in a lot of ways. Like those farmers out there did some great stuff. I mean, there was some really independent American type people that settled huge swaths of California. No morality equals lawlessness. Yeah. And your lawlessness is you get to get drunk and get your dick sucked by Joe Rogan behind a dumpster. Their lawlessness is they get to take your shit because they have tanks. So if you want to have that balance with the government, you got to hold yourself to a higher standard because there is a higher law that they can't violate if you follow your... There's a reason I'm into this Ecclesiastes type legal system because it is fair. Hippies is what's wrong with the white race. It's a disease that needs to be cut out. I've known known black hippies. They're called niggers. Yeah, it's like white, white niggers are just hippies. It's like the do what you want, smoke weed, get your dick sucked by Joe Rogan. Like that's, that's, uh, that's being like a white nigger. Okay, let's move on. Um, yeah, maybe hippie is, uh, the nigger of white people. Yeah, yeah, I can see that. Cause like lawless blacks, they get your bike, they shoot you, they crunk out, they tuss in, they while out on their hoopty, you know, uh, white people, they smoke the, they smoke the, uh, they do bong rips, bisexual experiences with Joe Rogan behind dumpsters. My wife says I'm a hippie, says Barbara. Yeah, I've been called a hippie, obviously. I mean, listen, I like natural I, I, dude, I'm part nigger too. I get it. Not really. I've never wild out on Tussin. But uh, hippie in the sense of like breaking obviously social norms just for the sake of it. Because it makes you squirt. The Sharon Tate Manson murders were part of black washing of the hippie movement. Yeah, well, they, I mean, Vietnam was heavily opposed. And so the actual opposition had to be overshadowed. I mean, the Q movement was exactly the same thing. So there was a massive movement in America in the truth community about calling out pedophilia, calling out the disgusting, hidden pedophilia of the quote-unquote elite. So they had to make it sound retarded. So they got everybody thinking about white hats and Donald Trump, who, who owns the Miss America contest. Like, he like looks at 17-year-olds going, well, well, she could lose five pounds and look more like a tranny. Okay, so, so 
The Q movement was to take the normal truther movement about like Spielberg and all this stuff and make it sound so stupid that if you say anything about pedophiles again, people think you think Joe Biden is cloned and the white hats are in control. Like that's how these things work. That's why I'm never going to sign up for Adolf Hitler because I think Adolf Hitler was that with the German truther movement. I think this is what I wasn't there. Weimacht bear. I was not there. Your family was there. I get it. I, I respect. You're always respectful in my bitch comments. Um, and I respect your point of view. Totally. But just hear me out. As a pattern guy, he probably is cloned. There's no way he's cloned. What do they do? Wait 80 years? Like, do, do they speed up his, his aging? How do they? If they cloned him, why would they make him dumb and dementia-laden? That's so stupid. <clears throat> now... Can they put people in really elaborate disguises that look like other people like Christine Blasey Ford? Sure. Cloning. Okay. So anyway, I think the 1920s and 30s Germany was looking at an actual uh, threat to the elites where they were not going to fight the wars. They were not going to uh, succumb to the Treaty of Versailles. They were organizing. The workers were demanding rights. High IQ, high productive, high morality people burning the porn in the streets calling out the Frankfurt School, really good stuff. Then you bring in the boot brigade and you try and take it over. I think that's what happened. It's like, look at what Charlie Kirk and the boys did with Turning Point USA. I've I've witnessed this in my lifetime where you have, that's why uh, someone asked me, was it Stu Peters that talked about how COVID vaccines were snake venom? Do you guys remember that? Was it Stu Peters? whose name oddly sounds like stupid Urs. Because someone was asking me why I don't like Stu Peters. Because uh, that shit is so bad. It's so stupid. It's like, so the vaccines are literal snake venom. Yeah, that was Stu. Yeah, it's like, I mean, listen, I say some wild stuff too. I'm a comedian. If you want to hold yourself to a higher standard and you want to make like documentaries and be a real truther and stand up to the establishment... You think that the vaccines, that billions of vaccines came from snake venom. Oh, no, snake venom in the water. Yeah, he said snake venom was in the water. Does anybody want to go back and analyze that now that the smoke's cleared and be like, why the fuck were you trying to spook the cattle? Right? It's retarded. Want to know what is in the water? Fluoride. And I called it out at the time. Yeah, this fucker was sitting, this guy, and he wore a mask in the very beginning, allegedly, I think. I I don't want to say anything that isn't true about people, but I could have sworn that all these people were wearing masks right off the bat, with the exception of like Barnett and a few others, you know, like Tom or uh, Kaufman. And I'm not saying I was the only one, but it was like wild how many people were screaming weaponized AIDS. Vinyl corneas in the water too. Bear witness, enough. I'm going to cover it. Stop with the fear porn. You don't even know what you're talking about. Jesus. The train had snake venom. Yeah, it's like saying that there's snake venom in the water that caused COVID. It like, was so unbelievably dumb that I'm like, I think I figured out the derailment psyop. No, you didn't bear witness. You did not figure out the derailment psyop. You don't even know if it's a psyop. You don't even know what you're talking about. Kyneton, do we have any more Super Chats or does no one want to support the stream at all? He was on Crow with that one. Crow, 
apologize. We all screw up. It was the only time I've ever said anything negative in Crow's comment sections. Ever. I'm not a troll. I'm not, if I don't like something, I just move on. But I went in there and I literally broke it down. I'm like, this is not true. This is fear porn. This is making anti-vaxxers sound crazy. Imagine sitting around at your Thanksgiving table and you bring up the valid points of the mRNA vaccine and whatnot. And someone says, oh, didn't you think that that snake venom was in the water supply with no evidence at all? And there's no possible way that could possibly be true. Where do you source that amount of venom? Do you know how quickly that dilutes? How the fuck does that make any sense? If you ingest snake venom into your stomach, it doesn't even make you sick. And then people just forget about it and move on. Guys, if you want to actually win the culture war and take land back, take, you can't sound crazy. Because you might want to feel like a victim. Why you can't go to Thanksgiving without the mask and all that. But your family isn't that wrong if they've been, if you've been praising Alex Jones, Stu Peters, all this stuff, they will show you clips that make, that are so fucking mind-blowingly stupid that you sound, and then someone could say, oh, same thing with you, Big Bear, with your nigger jokes. I am a comedian. I'm not a religious leader. I'm not a political leader. And I'm not a like serious truther documentarian. So your response when someone says, look at this, just say, Owen's a comedian who sometimes talks about truth or shit. I am a comedian. So when I'm going, man, the fucking niggers stole my bike. And, and somebody, it's like, oh, you don't get the joke. You're immune to it. It doesn't work. If somebody wants to take me hyper seriously and make you sound stupid because you are a fan of mine or a bear or you think I'm funny, it, then they sound stupid. I play long-term chess in certain ways. <clears throat> Bike thief is not disinformation. Well, no, and I'm being hilarious. My exaggerations and my hyperbole is comedic. My use of inflammatory words is comedic. Bear witness, you're going to get banned if you keep it up. It was related to the unions and the train companies. The government op would not be crazy enough to dump time. Bear witness, one more and you're out of here. I haven't covered it yet. If I cover it and you still don't uh, agree, you want to know what you do? You go right in the... Oh, no, you don't go in the chat. You just be quiet. <laughs> okay, and, and for anybody that feels like I'm being tyrannical, you show me one other online personality who gets 50,000 people listening a day who talks to you directly this intimately, where I say you by name, I interact with your thoughts. There's none. Zero. I'm the only one doing it. So you can't just sound fucking retarded. Because it derails, it derails, it derails the whole stream and chlor, vinyl chloride spews all over Bear Witness's fucking stupid mouth. Right, why can't you just, okay, why doesn't any other online personality interact with their chat with the exception of Super Chats? And they even ban those, ever, because it's not possible. Okay. And for those of you saying, like, is I, th- we've been getting like trolled out hard, me and Kyneton lately. And of course, they're right back to the whole, you, $400, and you promised that the Bears would have their own co- county. No, I didn't. Just go to building, or no, go to BertariaCampgrounds.com. Everything I've said has come to fruition, and it's completely straightforward. You want to know what $400 gets you in the comedy world? A ticket to see Dave Chappelle. Fiona says, my husband is going to see Chappelle tonight in Brisbane, Australia. I think I ruined his $400 ticket by showing him the side-by-side of him stealing your jokes. 
So watching a black man say my jokes badly costs $400. You get to listen to me do better jokes than Dave Chappelle every single fucking day for over two hours for free. If you, okay, let me just show you a, a, a future, okay? Imagine they do another lockdown, but we have private land without debt. We can still have festivals because I think long-term in certain ways, certain ways I'm a flow state bravo. I just say whatever comes to my head. In, in certain aspects of my life, I play long, long, long games. Okay, why could they shut down all the communal aspects during COVID? Because of debt and licensing. Okay, so imagine if we now, well, in our downtime, crowdfund private land without debt in an area with great laws and very high quality people. I thought North Idaho would be that in Boundary County. Where I live in uh, Bonner County is great, but it's way too expensive. Uh, Boundary County, I thought we'd be left alone. It's filled with some of the most scared Karens I've ever seen in California rejects that are hiding crimes. I'm not kidding. So Ursa Rio is still there. We're still going to use it. We'll have more, uh, you know, events there. But I could not have seen that coming. I just couldn't. So the Missouri Ozarks seems like a much better place where we had our first festival. We learned from the first process. And imagine everyone else has to shut down and we don't because we've made the preparations. It's kind of like when you see in earthquakes, certain buildings are just untouched because they followed the codes right? It's proactive and genius, in my opinion. It is. And the, and if you think that asking people to pay 400 bucks, which you get a ticket to the festival for, a whole weekend festival, not one hour of some fucking joke thief, who, and by the way, I have bears who went to that event and said that his two black openers were funnier. Jeff Ross guest spotted and looked like he was going to die. They all pushed abortion. They were all degenerate, and Dave Chappelle sucked. $400 for that experience. Sucked. And they all pushed degeneracy and, and like horror shit on, on the crowd. You know, you want to go see people try to uh, normalize abortion and sodomy and all that shit. And you want to spend your... Okay, well, I have something else I'm doing. And that's crowdfunding a campsite where we can have festivals even during horrifying lockdowns. Now, I'm also looking at the future as far as environmental catastrophes, all this stuff. If I was going to talk conspiracy about what the train derailment is, I'll tell you exactly, uh, $400 will buy you a table saw. Nice woodshop bear. That's a good, that's good. Good to know. Um, it, you know, if you're looking at how they can land grab or how they can shut down communities, uh, I'm looking way, way ahead. And we'll talk about what we can learn from the, uh, Palestine train derailment. And, uh, and whether or not it's, quote-unquote, a true event or not. Okay, let's get the super sneaky music. Kyneton, do we have any more super chats? Or is everyone's like, oh, no, not today. We should probably get an airship sooner, too. I think this balloon thing might also be a retarded way to control this, guys. Yeah, I think so, too. I think it's also a way to reveal that satellites have always been attached to balloons. With Starlink being so visible to the eye, it's, uh, it's, they can't keep hiding it. They can't keep saying, oh, yeah, it's in a... 11,000 miles per hour free fall in, in uh, space. And that's where you're getting your direct TV. It's like, well, that's weird. I just saw it go over my house like it was Santa's sleigh. And it stopped. And then it turned. And people were like, oh, those ones are balloons, though. 
And so then I think they're doing a, a release right now about satellite. All satellites are attached to balloons. All. There could be a technology where there's drones, but they're not in free fall. Oh, and, and don't let me forget that there's a great uh, carpet rider. That's my, uh, that's my new pejorative for Arabs. Carpet rider or crooked swordman. Starlink or, Starlink or mini drones, in my opinion. That's possible. It's not falling, is my point. <clears throat> there's an element, I think there's always an element of buoyancy. Um, because it would just save so much energy. And because NASA is by far the biggest consumer of helium in the world. Um, but I, it's possible if they are drones, it's just like to stay up there for years, which some of them do. I think you're going to need some buoyancy. I don't think you can do that with just, uh, with just drones unless you're powering it off. I don't know. I don't know what the technology can be for solar for drones, but you know, it's not in free fall. That's a fact. Crooked Swordsman is awesome. Thank you, Bullrush Bear. We need to live like Earth ships and we'll be invincible. It's all financial. If we, do the t- if we do the prep now and we get at least one or two, we still have Versa Rio, guys. No debt, no licensing. But the locals are so fucking insane there that they just... I mean, I've been in a legal battle to have them get rid of my violation for a year now. And they haven't even... They, don't want, they won't re- uh, return my calls. So it gets to a point where we just do it anyway, but I don't want to be in that point, but it's, it, it's a uniquely crazy county, Boundary County, with the exception of some of the good people in, uh, uh, was it, well, there's good people in Boundary County, but the percentage of crazy people there is mind-blowing. I, I could not have predicted it. <clears throat> they don't follow the law at all. They're lawless. And that's not good. You know, it's not good at all. All right, Baseball Dad Bear, that interview bit yesterday was fucking hilarious. Keep crushing. Thank you. Kyneton has to clip it, doesn't he? And make a cartoon out of it. I might have to bump up his percentage. I know I'm just riding him. I know I'm riding him. I might have to bump his. All right, you'll, you'll get 50.25% this month, Coddington. It's just, it makes the math hard. I don't know. I think that maybe I'll just start sending you letters of, of thanks. Um. Loving the streams. Thanks for all you do. Thank you. Back to Texas Bear. Uh, Chuck Doug, thinking of opening an ice cream shop in New York City called the Crematorium. Need help on flavors. That's hilarious. Here in Sweden, the right wing were the ones pushing for mask mandates, vaxes, and lockdowns. Yeah, there is. It's two wings of the same bird. And that bird is a middle finger. <laughs> Hoodly Daddle Bear, you know you need to super chat, keep the battery going. Indeed. Happy Wednesday, BB. Paying the gay away. You too. Uh, dark RPA seven, seven. I had a revelation that the hole in the ozone layer is just a window of heaven from Noah's flood. It's so funny. You bring that up dark RPA seven, seven. I think that the Milky way is the hole in the firmament or, or at least it was, I mean, think about what they claim the Milky way is. It looks like a scar in the sky, right? Doesn't it? It looks like a fucking scar. Someone took a knife and cut open the sky. But I don't know, but it, it just isn't billions and billions of galaxies. I'm gay. Shekels to you. Thanks for the laughs. Thank you, Eric Bear. Uh, ha ha derails because of the horrible incident. Yep. Enjoying so much content from you, new and old. Offering some shekels to keep the gay away. Indeed. 
Just understand that to go see Dave Chappelle is $400, and he sucks. All right. Uh, I guess I'm fucking gay then, says Mingyan. Well, I mean, someone has to pay the gay away. All right, so let's talk about the train. For those of you that don't know, there was a massive train derailment in Palestine, Ohio, where four or five cars filled with vinyl chloride or chlorine or something spilled, and there was a giant mushroom cloud that scared the shit out of gay men and women. So I reached out to all my listeners to see what was really going on, and I got several responses from men living in the train world. Here's one of them. Based on my experience, seeing what I have from pictures and rumors floating around, I would guess it was negligence that caused the accident. Bear in mind, this is a bear. It isn't just random people. These are, these are my experts. Google Norfolk Southern, Norfolk Southern derailments, and there are many examples of them running trains off the tracks that can be observed. This one got a lot of press because they had to burn their vinyl chloride in a town to make sure it didn't blow up, and that sounds scary. Google UP derailment to hot choppy, and that happened only a couple weeks ago, and no one heard about it. These things happen a lot. So why did the truther machine get so excited about this one derailment? Could it be? Could it be a way to control Google searches? Israel, when they learned they deployed chemical weapons on a civilian population in the wrong Palestine. You want to talk high-level truther stuff? Okay, well... If something organically happens and you realize you can now dominate search results of chemical weapons in Palestine, that's quite an angle. Another angle potentially could be that they're trying to see what the public will do if you claim their water and land is poison. Will they evacuate? Will they be terrified? Will they take pills? Will they give up their God-given rights? These are all now being beta tested because everyone is so goddamn gay. I got a uh, message from people in the area as this frightened woman and homosexual man were watching a news report. And the news report said not to drink the water because it was now poisoned and the rivers were poisoned. And they're already poisoning it. It's called fluoride. They don't care. So I'm looking out at a world of cutards where when the media talks about Trump, they're lying. Everything's a lie. Don't trust the media. Fake news. But yet when the media tells you your water's been poisoned and not drink the water, all of a sudden the media is now true and honest because they're, they're, they're feeding your internal fears that allow you to get your cortisol released that Coddington only gets when he loses money at a casino. And then, and then, ladies and gentlemen, people can look and say, but don't you know, Big Bear, there's something called pre-programming where there was already a movie. There was already a movie, Big Bear, about a train derailment where the same exact chemical was derailed and it happened in the same region of the country. And I say, yes, there's literally hundreds of train derailments a year. And in that part of the country, there's a lot of fucking trains And a lot of trains apparently carry this fucking chemical. Okay, so I just got to the bottom of that. And you want to get, okay, you want me to feed your conspiratorial nature? Because I'm, I get it. What if, I got to wait for my super sneaky music. What if when you make a movie, it affects collective conscious and helps bring events 
into reality? What if no one actually does it? What if that's the nature of consciousness? I don't know. And I know Bear Witness doesn't know either. But what if if you make a movie and you get a town to participate in a movie and you act out a storyline? What if that helps bring that storyline into reality? Because what if our reality is directly connected to our consciousness and what we believe the truth to be? Oh, but how dare you, says all the retards. Three train derailments in five days? Yeah, that's actually standard. If you look at how many... I actually am friends with a train guy up here who hauls my wood for me. He's a great guy. And I go, how often do the trains uh, get in an accident? He goes, all the time. And I go, why? This is a true story. He goes, because some people fucking hate trains. I never stopped laughing at that. I thought it was really funny. But the main reason right now for train derailments, in my humble opinion, and according to my handpick experts that are not bobbleheads on MSNBC, it is because of diversity hiring, greed, and not allowing unions to have enough people that are paid properly on the trains. Corruption always comes from sin. And then because of the sin, because of people cutting corners on building codes, during an earthquake, you see all the buildings fall down that were filled with sin and greed and the ones that didn't remain. And that's why you can see the people with morality live in the homes and buildings that did not fall down. Oh, how dare you, says the cortisol addicted homosexual men and women. How dare you? They're trying to get the Amish. Should, I will admit humbly in one year's time, if Amish start dropping like flies in that area and Billy Goat Gates comes in and buys other land, I will admit I was wrong, but I'm not wrong and that won't happen and you won't even remember and you'll just pretend that it never happened like Stu Peters talking about how they put millions of gallons of snake venom in the water, which is obviously retarded. So I challenge you people to, while these things are happening, don't think that you're above it because you're a creative truther type. Ask yourself, is this actually happening? Or am I just trying to be afraid because I'm a fag? <clears throat> okay. They did the same thing with burning churches years ago. The news covered it and everyone thought there was a criminal organization burning churches. Turns out it was the normal amount of churches that burn each year. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I, I think the way that the media works is editorially. I think they will occasionally do an event like 9-11, Sandy Hook, you know, the Challenger explosion, the moon landing. But I think in general what they do, and I've, and I've witnessed, I think Kyle Rittenhouse was a fake event. I don't know, I can't prove any of that, but it's pretty obviously retarded. And then in the future, they just afterburn it. It's just like, and I'm going to propose something interesting about today. Let's talk about the shooting in Michigan. I don't care about it. It doesn't make me squirt. No one's coming for my guns. Doesn't even matter. But let's just look at the nature of the truther world and conspiracy and human nature and whatnot. Okay. What's going on in the, un in the railroads is greed. The railroad workers are being overworked, underpaid, and understaffed. That's the truth. And when you do that, that's when things just start falling apart. Trains derail way more than anybody wants to admit. Okay? So let's say you are a nefarious group. What you do is you, the way it worked in low-budget Hollywood, I used to be friends with uh, 
not friends, friends, but like I, I shot a movie with Gary Marshall's son. Gary Marshall was the director of Pretty Woman and all these giant movies. Really, really, really well-respected um, director. And I was really close with his son, so I knew so much about Gary Marshall. And what he said was um, that when they were first starting off, like let's say they were writing a movie and they had a budget of $20,000. You know, you're hungry. You're just running and gunning. And you find out that there's going to be a building demolition happening in your area that week. So what do you do? You sit, you sit around and you write the script to include a building demolition and you shoot a scene while it's being demolished so it appears you have more of a budget. You're using natural events to, for your own gain. It's actually quite brilliant and obviously. Wasn't Pretty Woman produced by a former Mossad agent? Yeah, I think a lot of Hollywood is produced by Israeli Mossad agents. Uh, I don't know why. I think they're... I think they're like trying, you know, they're trying to subvert and all that, but that's super common in Hollywood. Now, looking back, uh, where the money comes from, I think if you, and it doesn't even, Mossad agents are just like bag men, no offense, Mossad agents, but it all goes to giant banking interests, like the Fed. Like when people do this, I think they're trying to show the one eye above the pyramid on the dollar. I think this means, um, means uh, the Fed. Boardman, 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 Boardman Bear. Occam's Razor people are just retired. Yes and no. Yes and no. It's also, uh, some people are really smart and they use events. Like, I'll, like th- this train derailment thing, I'll, I'll explain what I think could possibly happen. <clears throat> so let's say you find out that there is a train derailment in Palestine, Ohio. And, you know, there's this horrible chemical leak. And you are an NGO, or you are a nefarious group trying to get power and land and control. So how would you use that event to beta test human reaction? Because one thing about a lot of these uh, nefarious types that, that the truthers call elite and they squirt about is they don't really know how people are ever going to react. They're like scientists in that sense, where it's like they're, they're kind of autistic. Like they don't know until they see it. They're like, well, I don't know how a human react. They're not very... They have very low empathy, so they can't put themselves in other people's shoes. They're like, I don't, I, they're like, well, what would you do, elite man? He's like, well, I, you know, kill everyone and rape a kid. I don't know. Is that what everyone does? You know what I'm saying? So to be able to beta test human nature is very, very valuable for these people. So if you see this, so what to watch out for? What conspiracy around this train wreck? My odds that the train was wrecked on purpose is less than 2%. It's very, very low. Now, is it being used for nefarious purposes? It, uh, probably to beta test a future event? Probably. I'd say it's 80, 90%. I don't know. I'm just running and gunning. So what to watch out for is if you can get the population to believe that their soil and water has been poisoned by a train accident and you can get them to evacuate, lock down, accept a pill... That's, that's really solid information. So what do you need to do? Just show a mushroom cloud, get the truthers to pretend like it's being hidden. You know, get, there's, there's tons of truther talking head shills that you people probably trust. Like if you see a format of a TikTok with like somebody going like, can you believe it? People think it's organic. You don't think they know that? You don't think they know how to harness that ability of just having random TikTok videos, right? 
That's why this community is so fucking valuable and I protect it so fiercely is because we have trust. You know, trust. You know, I'm not just talking head. I share my family, my life with you, years with you. I read your letters. I react in real time for hours every day. You're not going to find that on the internet and that could potentially save your life. I'm not exaggerating. Um, Wrecking on purpose or not. What about the cleanup, burning the chemicals? Okay, bear witness. If you look into this stuff without just squirting, you will find out that that is a standard protocol for chemical waste disposal during an event like that. Okay. And, and I can say this to truthers and just like quote unquote normies and sheeple, they won't even listen. They're just like, yeah, you sound like a shill. I'm like, okay, if you have a, like a highly flammable or highly combustible liquid, they would do a controlled explosion of it. That's literally what they do. And the parts per million in the air would dissipate so quickly that it wouldn't even, you know, people might get sick. They might get headaches. You know, the area might have some um, uh, effects. You know, some very, very small birds might die. But that's about it. I, th- th- if you show me a depopulation happening with the Amish, I'll listen. But you're not, it's not going to happen. Okay? What I think is happening is a beta test of how easily can you trick people into thinking their water and air has been poisoned. Your water has already been poisoned because four out of five dentists agree it'll make your smile bright. Yep, it's better to burn gasoline than pour it into the ground. Yeah, you just, you burn it off and then it just, it's okay, it's fine. And that chemical is extremely common. It's used in making PVC pipe It's used in making all kinds of shit that you use all the time. Those trains you see all the time are filled with fucking chemicals. You see those giant, uh, like, metal structures? Those, like, they look like tubes? You see those all the time, right? What the hell do you think are in those? Spring water? Is the media downplaying the event simply for damage control since it makes the EPA look like weed jars? I don't think the EPA, I don't think the media is downplaying the event that much. I think that um, the local media in the area is saying that the, uh, everything's poisoned. Um, and I also think media is, is now highly editorialized for who's looking at it and, and who they're trying to get to squirt. You know, I don't know, though. I think you, you got to start thinking that like TikTok videos and truther videos are the media at this point. They have to have adapted to it. So if you see people being like, with that spooky music they always play and they're talking about what's really going on in Ohio, do some backstory research on who the hell's talking. And a lot of them aren't even in America. They're just like getting clicks. And if you don't think that they're a lot, if you don't know who's in the video, you know, it's one thing if it's just interesting information, but if it's a fear squirt, you know, that's, that's another thing. Like I'll show you uh, some interesting information that lines up with a lot of stuff that I believe uh, that isn't a fear squirt, and it's by a towel head. <laughs> it's by a crooked sword. <coughs> they have ad- adapted your spot on. Yeah, th- why wouldn't they adapt? They know no one's watching CNN. They know no one's watching MSNBC. They know that Walter Cronkite days are over. So you get your Sam Tripoli's. You get those type of people. To get the fear... Dude, Tim Pool, there's a reason he's allowed on YouTube. I'm not allowed on YouTube, but Tim Pool is, even though he incites violence all the time. 
He said that the train derailment was Antifa and prepare for civil war. I mean, that, it, you know, people always say, uh, you, know, I believe it, you know, I believe in free speech, but you can't yell fire in a crowded movie theater. Oh, and so when Owen tells a nigger joke, that's like screaming fire. No, it isn't. Screaming fire in a crowded movie theater is saying that Antifa did a terrorist attack when you have no evidence. You don't even know what Antifa is. You don't know who that is. It's a brand. And then saying prepare for civil war and get people really uh, juiced up and jacked up and afraid. That's actually inciting violence. And so why is he allowed to do that on YouTube? Why does he never get a single strike on YouTube? Because he is a disinformation agent. Tim Pool is an owned and operated disinformation agent. Now they have to continuously get street cred because it's all about credibility. These people, they no longer have credibility, okay? This, everyone knows this is stupid. The Houston Chronicle, Nixon says Earthmen will find life in other, other worlds by 2000. Okay, so that's starting to really lose credibility. So they want to see like just some random guy talking to a screen like Tim Poop, you know? And, and so then you get to use them for fear squirting. He recently threatened to retire. Don't threaten me with a good time, Tim Pool. What are you going to retire to do? Hang out with your kids? You sterile liar. No offense. I like his co-host a little bit. I think he's kind of cool. I really do. His co-host sometimes makes me laugh. I don't watch Tim Poop, but I've seen little clips of his co-host being like, you know, yay kind of was making some points. Tate admitted on camera to being a disinformation agent. Nobody batted an eye at it. Well, they know. They, well, they know their job is to gatekeep. Like, I'll show you one of the classic gatekeepers is Steven Crowder. And one of the reasons I've been encouraging Christians to try and not just be saved by grace is because lawless people will be treated with lawless governments. So here is a uh, Steven Crowder affiliated meme. This is not just a random guy. It's louderwithcrowder.com. Verified. It said, roses are red, violets are blue. G. Morgan Jr. wants you to know that any hole will do. And Kyneton said, the absolute state of Christianity or of Christian conservatism. It's crazy, dude. Okay, pr uh, promoting sodomy to the public is a fucking death sentence in Christian law. But now that you have your Trinity deflection shield... You don't have to follow any of that. Yeah, Kyneton showed me because I was like, there's no way that's real. Somebody just did that. His camp, his business did an any hole will do um, meme on Valentine's Day. You want to see what we did in our house on Valentine's Day? Amy, okay. Marry a woman that likes to cook. Women love themes. You know, we love themes in the bear community. Like we have all these themes. We'll just come up with something and ride it for a few weeks and something else. Women love themes. Like, I never liked Valentine's Day. I think it's a Roman fertility ritual and the heart is like an ass. But I love seeing my wife happy with themes. And so I, I'm like walking in and I'm like, wow, she made all of that for Valentine's Day. Like pink roses, tomahawk steaks. Guys, this salad, not only did she make little hearts, she made the mozzarella by hand. From milk that I milked from our cow. It's insane. It's insane what my wife is capable of. So, so uh, that's, this is a healthy way to celebrate Valentine's Day. And it's not, you don't celebrate like it's one of God's 
holidays or anything, but it's themes. Women like themes. And Amy, I was asking Amy about it. I'm like, why do you like this shit? And she's like, I like an excuse to just be even happier. And I'm like, that's so nice. Meanwhile, at the Christian conservative camp, they say any hole will do. What's that? The mouth and the anus? Change my mind. Stephen Crowder is a sodomite. He promotes it to children. He doesn't show his family. He doesn't promote family values. He doesn't follow any Christian law. He's already saved by grace. And he just sucks. But meanwhile, he has his Trinity deflector shield. This is just a funny meme. I'm not diving into the Trinity. Don't worry, Denmark Bear. John 14, 28. The Father is greater than us. Trinitarians. Yes. Or no, no, the Trinitarians are like skeptical. John 10, 30. Jesus and his Father are one. Oh, yeah. Jesus is greater than himself. Whoa. Cognitive dissonance engaged. And it matters, guys. It matters because in the end of the day, you're just left with this shit. Lawless people will get lawless governments. And next time they're putting a boot over your fucking neck and you're saying, but I'm t- everybody's free. Everybody's allowed to be free. No, that's not true. You got to be controlled. If you can't control yourself, you're going to be controlled. If you want to say that your young Christian uh, talking bobbleheads like Steven Crowder are doing sodomy humor, like not mocking it, mind you, it's like, man, you should call Crowder and tell him you now think there's three moons and we've been to them all. Hilarious. I have a very practical utilitarian reason why I think the Trinity is so gay. Because the whole like, he's God, we're saved by grace. It's like, yeah, then you watch people not follow any laws, no rules, no fear of God at all. Just, just fucking hippy dippy bullshit as you skip and dance your way into a slaughterhouse. All right. And I get to watch it every day of my life. Eastern Orthodoxy is the future. Well, I was talking to uh, Pete Q. I can't pronounce his last name, but we're going to do another stream together. Great guy. He has this great Odyssey channel. And he was like, dude, all of my libertarian friends are now becoming ortho bros because they just want to be like those annoying, self-righteous people that, and they're just finding a new place to do it. You know, because the libertarians now look out at the world and they were completely wrong. That a lawless anarchy will create a, a, like an anarchy government, like a banana republic government. You want natural law? Okay, might is right. Are, do you have 80 guys with guns? Because they do. Okay, then fucking get on your knees and take it in your ass. And libertarians and ANCAPs are now starting to see that. You know, it's like, how do you tell a pedophile he can't promote pedophilia in public? That's a law. Oh, well, they're not old enough. According to who? That's a law. No, no rulers, right? How do you stop that? How do you stop someone from selling a child into sex trafficking if the child agrees to it because they've been brainwashed? You can't, and we all know that. So now they're running to the Orthodox Church because now, because what it is, is they just want to smell their own farts and be like, we're right. If everyone followed our rule, we'd be right. And it's so, it's just, they're just annoying people. I won't lie, I've been enticed by Orthodoxy, especially listening to JB and the Crucible. But the real how dairy factors real turn. Do whatever you want, uh, Grigori Porgy. I'll still hang out. If you're, unless you become an annoying cunt. If you become an annoying, self-righteous cunt, I'm going to call you out. If you go to an Orthodox church and you stay fucking humble and you don't run your mouth like you know everything and then if everybody was Orthodox, we wouldn't have all these problems. If you do that, I'm not going to talk to you anymore. And it's not because I'm scared of the truth. 
It's because you're annoying and you don't actually know anything and you're no longer funny and people don't like you. You know, it's, just, it's, it's like you don't actually know. And that's just the truth, man. I've seen like good people join some of these churches and become terrible to be around. And they think that how terrible they are is a good thing. It's like, they're like self-righteous. They're like, oh no, it's for God. I'm like, a God that you don't follow any of his laws? You're, you're just saved? You just weep every weekend because, because of the love you feel, the undying grace? You sound like a fag, dude. You sound like a fucking fag. All right, Jim Bob had a stream trying to expose the Gnostic roots of Islam. Someone came and asked, but what are the roots of Gnosticism? Jim Bob unceremoniously kicked him out of the stream. Ortho bros just want to be right. Yeah, and they're going to back themselves in another corner because it, it is fucking gay. You're going to eventually go to these robe conventions and be like, it doesn't actually, like when they do the next lockdown and, and those dudes all fall for it, you're going to see it all over again. I was also looking at the Orthodox Church because it seemed based, but then too many of them called me a heretic. So, dude, it's they're based because they're up and coming. You know, it's like before you sell out, you got to be based. And then once people trust you, then you just start selling out again. How did the Orthodox Church do in Serbia? Fucking Russia. Why? Greece. You know, they really hold the line. They were talking about fucking dystopians. Libertarians were let down by their god, Crypto. Yeah, yeah. So now they have a new god. It's a guy in a robe. Anyway, moving on. <clears throat> now let's talk about... Um, uh, let's talk about the shooting in Michigan. Let's get super sneaky. So I was checking out some of the testimony about the shooting in Michigan, and I saw that the news was reporting that MSU student who survived Sandy Hook massacre, speaks out after shooting. Eyewitness news. At that point, I knew it was completely fake and uh, probably being acted out by crisis actors. Then I saw this. 14 months ago, I had to evacuate from Oxford High School, where a 15-year-old opened fire and killed four of my classmates and injured seven more, says Emma Riddle. I'm a riddle. Tonight, I'm sitting under my desk at Michigan State University, once again, texting everyone, love you. Because that's what everyone always does when they're being shot at. They start texting. When will this end? Well, Emma Riddle, it'll end whenever the PSYOP ends. But, as I was thinking, could there be an even deeper possible conspiracy? What if? What if it was an organic shooting because black people were involved, apparently, and they're known to shoot? No offense, black lady bear. And really mentally ill people just start coming out of the woodwork trying to get Stockholm Syndrome by proxy, Munchausen by proxy. So I have a new theory about some of these people. What if it was a real event and everybody that wants to be a victim just comes out of nowhere and is like, I, I'm hiding. What if Emma Riddle here is just a psychotic person? What if this person never went to Sandy Hook? It's surprising how many people don't look into any of these people's lives. One of the reasons the Sandy Hook situation got so interesting was people went to Sandy Hook, Newton, and started asking around about many of the people that were quote-unquote involved. And none of them existed the way they were described. That's what happened. 
Now, I'm not making any claims, but that's, that's what people were uncovering. What if some of these situations aren't government conspiracies? What if an organic, violent event happens? I'm not saying Sandy Hook really happened, but that's one of the ones that appears very, very scripted. But, like this Michigan situation, because uh, I don't think they're currently funding uh, school shootings or anything. Let's say a shooting happens... All these people just come out of nowhere to suck up the virtue, like vampires. And I was wondering, what if there was like a Super Bowl of crisis actors where David Hogg hops on his rollerblades and goes to Michigan and, you know, Sally Fields or whatever from the moon, or the Challenger explosion, you know, rides a golf cart in and OJ's there and everyone's there. Crisis actor combine just to see who can really cut it. I like my violence because I was thinking about this. What if the media is just this blind coyote jumping at noises in the desert that they think might be lunch, but they have no idea what they're doing. They're just trying to get clicks and push a fear agenda because that's what serves their disgusting masses of listeners. What if they simply will promote anybody that acts like a victim? What if they don't look into it at all? And these people were like, I survived, I survived. And they're like, can you imagine? The Holocaust is no different. Like, let's say an event happens, boom. Like a PSYOP or whatever, how real it is or how it doesn't matter. And then all these people start latching onto it. You know, why is it that every Jew I know, their entire family died in the Holocaust, but yet I've met their huge families? It's always like cousins and or great cousins and all their uncles are all dead. That's always the story you hear. What if they're fucking virtue vampires that when there's an event where there's a mass public consciousness of victimhood, they just jump right in and suck it up like a a coke fiend off a cock. Isn't that right, Steven Crowder, Joe Rogan? Okay, so that's my thoughts about the PSYOP today. Yeah, like Barry Pelagia can probably walk. Very plausible, BB. Uh, Thank you. Um, uh, many want to be victims. Yes. Did he get kicked off of Twitch? Who did I get kicked off? Was I on Twitch? Content? That's great. Rhetoric. Virtue vampires. Yeah, virtue vampires just come in and they snort it up. They go, oh, I, I know people that served in the military. Because I know these people. Yeah, Munchausen by proxy. Yeah. And they'll act like vets. And I'm like, bitch, you were in Germany fixing trucks. Like, no one's ever shot at you. I know tons of these people that are like, they'll act like vets or it's like, yeah, you know. And I'm like, dude, you're literally not a, a vet. You had a job. You literally had a fun job. You had a fun job with great pay and you're not smart. All right. I saw that during 9-11 in New York. I knew a guy that did that that was a comedian. His name was, I, I'm forgetting his name. Because he's just very forgettable. But there was a guy that was on the show, The League. And uh, I can't remember his name, Kyneton. <clears throat> and he claimed that he was, in, uh, he was in New York and he watched the towers fa- fall from his office. And that's when he knew that he was going to become a comedian. And people did research. Steve, yeah, Steve Ranikowski. No, it's Steve Renazizi. And people did the research and realized it wasn't possible. And he admitted it was a lie. <laughs> and that's why they never, that's why, did you, did you guys see that? This is why I know for a fact, 
Seth MacFarlane, psychopath. Marky Mark, psychopath. Um, what's that other guy's name? Uh, James Woods, psychopath. Every single celebrity that said that they slept in and missed their flights going to 9-11 is a fucking psychopath. Because it wasn't that they were all in on it, that men in black all gave them a briefcase. It's because they wanted a good story to tell at a party to get blowjobs and money. And people don't want to admit that that's how people really can be. And it's true. They, it's like what Gavin McGinnis did with the FBI. Psychopath. They want people to look at them like they're victims. And they will lie to do it. Yeah, so it's like Marky Mark, uh, Seth MacFarlane, all these people. So apparently it was like if you go on planes, I used to fly on planes all the time. And I was such a platinum member that I was in first class a lot. And uh, you, you might see a celebrity if you're flying three, four times a week. You might see a celebrity once every three months. Okay. It's not common. So the 9-11 flight just happened to be filled with fucking celebrities that all missed their flights. Now, like once you spot someone doing that, they're psychotic. They're literally psychotic. You know, and I had a friend that lived in D.C. during the Pentagon attack, and he said that he watched the plane hit the Pentagon. It went right over his head. No, it didn't. There wasn't a plane. There was no fucking plane, dude. You said that because you want people to think you're a victim. You want people to go, oh, you were so... Because people um, respect those who have been close to death or close to war or close to an event. Because a lot of people live as um, Upton Sinclair quoted. I think he was quoting Emerson. I don't know who originally said it. People live lives of quiet desperation. Where a lot of people live lives where they're like just watching their TV screens and nothing really happens and they just wake up and they do their thing and they just feel kind of dead inside. And so to be close to one of these events that they see on the TV screen makes them feel alive. It makes them uh, envious. And so when someone's like, man, I was almost on the 9-11 plane if I hadn't just slept in. Seth MacFarlane, the psychopath that I've met, by the way, he's, he is fucking crazy. I did a voice once on... South Park on one of those cutaways. Um, I once was at a bar with Seth MacFarlane because I was friends with his girl who was friends with Seth MacFarlane. And Seth was being cool until I said, hey, man, I really like your, uh, your show. It's really funny. And he just was like, like he couldn't take a compliment. And then he started treating me like a fan. And I'm like, listen, motherfucker, I'm objective. I didn't say this because I was trying to be respectful to my friend because I think she was working with him. But I want to be like, I'm funnier than you. I'm just telling you that you have a funny fucking cartoon. You don't have to act like you're now special. I'm a foot and a half taller than you and way more talented, you fucking little gremlin. Yeah, Boer Bear's dad was almost jabbed at the Tuskegee experiment. Yeah, I, King David almost took the tip of my dick with a fucking slingshot. I was almost Goliath. You know, I was hanging out with Goliath, me and the, the Giants. We're all hanging out. We're like, yeah, oh, look at all these fucking Jews coming up on their chariots. And we're like, are you going to fight one of these niggers? And I'm like, yeah, I'm going to fight him. And then I fucking started drinking some whiskey and I passed out. I wake up. My best friend Goliath has his dick taken away and he's dead because David used a weapon that was banned. 
It was a no slingshot zone. Goliath was like, yeah, I'll fight this little Jew if he fucking agrees to do it in a no slingshot zone. David pulls out a slingshot. I'm with God, says David. Hits my buddy. I almost fought David. I would have fucked that dude up too, by the way. Little David with a slingshot. Because I don't trust Jews. Ever since, ever since Enron. Ever since Enron. See, Goliath is trusting. Goliath was always trusting. Why would the Jew lie? Why would these Jews lie? Why, if, they, if, there's no, if it's a slingshot free zone, I mean, don't they have honor? I'm like, dude, they don't have honor. Have you not had a 401k? They're a bunch of dirty liars. Do you like the tip of your dick, Goliath? Then keep your eyes open. The little bastard is going to use a slingshot. Oh, no, he's not going to use a slingshot. Oh, yeah, he is. He comes up to your knee, Goliath. All he can do is use weapons and then take your dick. He's going to do it. And then I was like, but hang on, I'm going to have a couple drinks. And I'm drinking. Me and Goliath are having a good old time. I pass out. Goliath's like, oh, I'm going to go do it. And now he's dead. Now he's dead. And King David is now the hero of the world. And now they just keep killing all the giants. Oh, we got to take out the giants. We didn't use a slingshot, you motherfucker. You know, it was Bush League. Jesus, little, little dirty Dave over there. And then after, after Goliath died from the slingshot, oh, he was with God. Oh, yeah, what, did God call, tell you to break the rules? You don't see Goliath? If Goliath used a slingshot, he would have a fucking boulder. King David would have been a pancake, that dishonorable little cunt. Oh, how dare you? Oh, how dare you, King David? Oh, Jesus. You don't see it from my side, dude. Me and Goliath were happy. We were bowling friends. We used to bowl. And all the little Jews would go, oh, hurricane, earthquake, earthquake, hide the dicks. And I'm like, we're just bowling, you little gremlins. And so guess what? I pass out. Goliath goes. He's such a trusting guy. He was like an environmentalist. Why would the Jew lie? Why would the Jew lie? I just gave him all my money. Oh, good luck. Good luck. Dude, if, if, if we had used a slingshot, we could have thrown a mountain at you, you little prick. And now you're saying, oh, God wanted me to win. Oh, because I cheated. Oh, okay. Okay. Keep telling yourself that, Dirty Dave, with your little bag of dicks. Okay. Let's move on. Amateur hour BS, if you ask me. I was in New York City week after 9-11. I was there the month after. Strange contrast between news and real life about how normal it still was. Looked like a war zone on TV. Oh, yeah. The, the media just, they, they just like uh, cortisol and, and uh, rage. And if you didn't do it, they wouldn't do it. You want, they want, they know what you want. They know what you like. People stopped listening to Walter Cronkite. And now they want some... Talking head truther just going, the world's going to end. Look, look what's really going on in fucking Palestine, Ohio. Another great cartoon content. Thank you, Normal Bear. And, and for those of you, like, the Muslims will be more offended by that than the Christians. The Christians don't care about prophets. The Muslims will literally be more, but they won't act like a dick because most Muslims aren't cunts. But what I just said is more offensive to people following Islam than people following Christianity. Because Christians don't care at all, in general, about prophets. They, they, like, they, they don't care. They love South Park. South Park had fucking Jesus getting like shit on by Santa Claus. I mean, it's just like, the, the Muslims will actually be like, my, my brother, my brother. I mean, come on, King David, peace be upon him. And I'll be like, dude, you don't see it from Goliath's point of view. We were just in a bowling league. And you thought it was an earthquake? No, it's because you're just so small. Because it's not that they're Jews. It's that they're small. 
And they're so small that they just want to get it. Because I'm not getting past that. I don't give a fuck. I don't give a fuck. I'm not kidding. But I'm mostly kidding about all this. But this next section, I really, really believe. The fact that after Goliath was dead, King David took the tip of his dick and put it in a bag is fucking crazy. Some truthers think Stanley Kubrick faked his own death and then was director of 9-11. I mean, as long as you're just doing like fun theories, because we do theories here that you can't prove, but just admit it's a theory. When you state it as fact, you sound crazy. It's a long way to the ground for Goliath's bowling ball. Not for us. For us, they were just normal-sized balls. But for the Jews, it was like the end of the world. Oh, here we go again. Here we go again. It's someone eat pork. Hey, hey... Marigold, Marigold, did someone eat a piece of pork? There's an earthquake. We were bowling, you fucking midgets. Bag of dicks, that, that's actually in the Bible, Vin Paul. And that's why I do do solar scriptura, that the ortho bros say is so dangerous, where I think for myself, I like the Bible. I really do, a lot. I think that it's more or less the, what God wants of us. That being said, there's some sections in it that I don't like at all. And I'm not going to pretend I do because I get to choose what I like. The fact King David took the tip of a dead giant's dick and put it in a bag is fucking insane to me. Like, I, I really think it's like dishonorable and really weird. All right, now let's listen to a carpet rider talk about what oil really is. And I will preface by saying this. I don't know... If what this guy's saying is true or false, what I do know is there's no chance that oil is decomposing dinosaur bones, right? Because when I was a kid, that's what everyone said. It's just like satellites. Way less people now even know that that was once a story. That all oil was decomposing dinosaur bones. That's, oh, it's so pressurized. It's all the plants, Big Bear. Don't you know? No, don't you know? No one high up in the oil world thinks it's decaying dinosaur bones. That's so fucking stupid. You can have an oil well go dry and 20 years later it's filled with oil again. Did, was there a, a genocide of dinosaurs and millions of years of pressure? It's retarded. It was a, a lie to create false scarcity. Listen to this uh, crooked sword talk about it. All right, I'm going to read it. I'm going to read it because I know a lot of people don't watch these. They, they listen. Why did they make the earth a sphere? We'll only talk from within the scientific boundaries. If we were to say that the earth was spherical, spherical earth was, has limited boundaries and continents. But if we say that the earth is vastly flat spread... And the boundaries we know are these continents. But are there other people than us? Yes, there are other people other than humans living on this earth. There's no such thing as the South Pole. It's the Earth's sides. After the ice lies a great gate, the great countries know of it. It's true, in my opinion. I can't prove it, but I'm really sure of this. 
عظيمة جدا الدول العظمى على علم بها والبوابة تطل And the gate leads to a different land that has various civilizations One of these civilizations is Gog and Magog And for your knowledge, petroleum, the crude oil <coughs> that exists in our lands, that's their rivers for them. That's just running rivers. As it runs, it goes underneath inside the earth until it reaches our lands. Petroleum isn't the remains of animals, bones, and dinosaurs. And such myths that people believe in, or the remains of ancient plants, no. Petroleum is rivers in their lands, runs deep underground in the earth, and it reaches our lands. Is that clear? Oh, how dare you? Well, what does that towelhead know about fucking petroleum? A lot more than you. Um, yeah, we're not on a spinning ball. Satellites are attached to balloons. The ice wall definitely has a gate in it, in my opinion. How dare you? Reminds me of the sentient oil theory. Well, I'm not going to say oil's alive. I'm just going to say the nature of oil, if you talk to anybody in the oil world that isn't super low level, like the guy getting coffee might not know, but it's, it's vast oceans and rivers under the earth's crust. Okay. It replenishes itself. So if you have the Rockefellers that have this vast control or just that world, whatever the name of the family is, doesn't even matter, <clears throat> over this energy uh, cartel of the world through petroleum, um, why wouldn't they lie to you so you don't look into it, that it's a renewable resource? My whole life, they've been saying that we're going to run out of oil. And they've been doing it since 1905. I used to do streams on this stuff. That's why sometimes I just gloss over these things because I've extensively researched and covered it. If you look at the media, you look at all this shit, like all these things that they try and pass off as real, okay? It's just to get you to, um, it's just to change the way you look at the world. And so they've been trying to get people to think that they were about to run out of oil for hundreds of, like literally over a hundred years. Not only are they not running out of oil, we've never used more. It's like an exponential curve up. So if we are visited by quote-unquote aliens, here's an out-there theory, but it is what it is. What if, okay, super sneaky music, what if we're now using so much oil that that's why they would come? I don't know, but imagine if another world's using our water as energy, and we're using their oil as energy and we start like really tapping deep into their oil. I don't know. And what is an alien? Is an alien simply somebody, an extraterrestrial, somebody from another land? Now, I am convinced that there are more lands past the ice wall of Antarctica. On, on no, November 9, whenever the election was on 2016, the Pope and John Kerry went to Antarctica. That makes no logical sense. They, what are they doing? Looking at fucking penguins? I think that there has been a treaty between the nations of our realm and the nations of realms past. That's why Antarctica, is, you're not allowed to go there except for one designated spot um, and all the nations of the world enforce it. Like you can't even get close to Antarctica. Boats swarm you. Like truthers try to do this. Flat earthers try to go to Antarctica to find the, uh, 
to find the, the firmament. And dude, if you're on a little boat, giant military boats just come out of nowhere and they're like, turn around, turn around, turn around. <clears throat> Extraterrestrial, extra earth being. Yeah, it just means more Terra, earth. Nazis, yeah, yeah, yeah. The Nazis focused on Antarctica. Why do they say Hitler went to Argentina? What's Argentina near? Right? There was a Nazi base in Antarctica. Why? Why? What are they going to attack? The tip of Chile? Like, that doesn't make any sense. It's about controlling the Earth. The Earth is it's inside a... Antarctica, even as described publicly, is the highest land in the world. It's like the Himalayas. It's fucking hugely high. And so, I don't know. I think there's a gate. I think that there's a gate that you can go in and out on certain times of the year. Or certain times of the epoch or whatever. This is speculation. I can't know because they're uh, obfuscation of the uh, information or of the ability to look for myself. Could it be the fuel source for hell's fire? Well, it's interesting how hell isn't described at all in the Bible. It's uh, an idea from a Italian writer 1200 years after Jesus. You know, that's from Dante's Inferno. Dante is not a prophet, so it's a work of fiction. So the idea that you go to an actual fire, like a literal fire, isn't actually in the Bible. It's like uh, saying that Jesus is Aslan. You know, like a giant uh, lion will come or something. It's, it's, um, it's uh, you know, it's additions. It's um, innovation, as the Muslims say. But I just made fun of King David for like 20 minutes. I probably would have gotten like killed. You know, that's, that's the irony about me. Sometimes I'll push... These ideas for law, and then I just broke the law. I mean, I just made fun of a prophet, but I think that the tip of the dick thing is fucking crazy. And as long as I can make fun of him, I will. Because I don't get... Did he do that in the Quran? Or is it just the Bible? If you take a piece of a man's dick after he's dead and you put it in a bag, you're fucked up. Uh, airplanes will be shot down if they ignore hails from military aircraft out of north. <clears throat> yeah, there's certain areas you can't go. There's this uh, show on on uh, on HBO called His Dark Instruments or Materials or something, and it was based on a story. And it's there's a lot of gravy in there about uh, doorways between worlds at the North Pole and how the uh, Magisterium, which is the Vatican, controls it and won't let you go near it. David ain't a prophet. He was a king. I think he's considered a prophet, unfortunately, for my humor. Earth can be just as hellish as any depiction of hell. It's something we create as fallen beings, says Board Game Bear. Well, speak for yourself, Board Game Bear. My life's going pretty damn good. Just kidding. Why are we talking about Pete Buttigieg? Why are we? Who cares? Those people don't actually matter. They really don't. All right, I'm going to read the letter from the very nice human being that sent me all this great propaganda. And the, uh, who's it from? I really appreciate it. Now we'll get to some letters. Dear Owen, a Merry Christmas, and may you uh, have the new year that you have worked for. <clears throat> this is from December 19th. I guess it took a while. This might be from another country. Um. Of course, when I say you, I mean you and your beautiful family. I have sent you a few gifts for you and yours. There's old newspapers from 1969 in Houston for the Big Bear, an antique daisy tea towel for Amy, 
and antique school lesson book for the family pre-1900. A fun project for the family. Oh, yeah. Thank you for this. This is where the shit gets reels. You can't just erase this online. Old, old, old books are where it's at, man. Thank you. For the purposes and tools to make a map of your homestead. Oh, that's, that's what that was. Awesome. Also, some other little things, doodads, that made me think of your family. Thank you for being the tentpole star that has provided uh, shelter for a community for those who are trying to be fruitful and those who seek the truth, even if the journey can be uncomfortable and possibly even painful at times. We all are here because we value the good, the true, the beautiful, as you and Vox like to say. I have been here since 2016. I was a uh, contributor to Wally's Dragon Book. Nice. The Dragon with the Bubbles, the kind of abstract one. Been at UA and BTA since its start. Oh, thank you. You're, people like you are why we can actually challenge the beast. And I'm so happy for that. Thank you. I'm very, very appreciative. I am only offend, uh, offended by lies and, and bears, lies and liars. So I will be here as long as you're something it. Yeah, well, I'm not going to lie to you. So that's, or as long as you keep streaming. Sincerely, Bub's Bird Bear. Oh, I love Bub's Bird Bear. That's awesome. Thank you so much. That was a very kind and loving present. It shows that you really care about my family. <clears throat> Let me read a couple of super chats here. It's time Kyneton stream you on the foxhole. I truly think they are ready to find out they are in a good cop, bad cop scenario with their tongue up Trump's ass. We're good. Thank you, though. I don't know what the fuck the foxhole is. It sounds it sounds like boomer squirt fantasies. I bet they say they're they're full of grit. Uh, rocks off road. Thanks for the tip to the Gardner Cal Washington podcast. The gravy was so thick. I had to watch it twice. Keep up the great content. I always look forward to 1 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Da da bear. Thank you. Barefoot 9 to 5. According to scripture, Goliath was Nephilim. Ooh. And David was Hebrew without a star, not a Jew. God slayed Goliath with a child. Indians took scalps in the same way. I get it, man. I get it. I've heard a lot about it. And maybe Goliath was a bad guy. I just think he might have been. It might have been heightism. Because I know, I know how little guys act. They're like, oh, he's big. Nephilim, take his dick. A lot of giants are super fucking nice. Like, we're nice people. And I'm only 6'8". You know, some of these guys are huge. And every little fucker is like, oh, it might be nice to have a cock like that. I'll take a dip of it and put it on my wall. I know I'm being biased. But I just don't think that the heightism is ever really talked about in the public square, and it needs to be. Short men stare at us like we just have this python in our pants, and we're just ready to bang everybody they've ever known. And they're, like, terrified by it. They're just like, oh, no, he's going to whip it out, and then I'm going to look so silly. My dick has a mushroom on it. Um, these were sent in Saturday's chat. Uh, he must be overworked because my two super chats were missed Saturday. It's from 13 bear. Oh, and yesterday's stream is one for the ages. Clear evidence. Our creator loves you so much. 
Humor equals joy. Love equals truth. Creator. That's the, that's the actual trinity. So simple. Roseanne Barr's new stand-up canceled this movie coming to big screen about revival called Come Out for Jesus. Hope Springs Eternal. Love 13 Bear. I saw clips of Roseanne Barr's comedy. It was fucking terrible. She was talking about how she loved having COVID because it meant her grandchildren wouldn't visit. I'm like, oh, you're just... And it wasn't like well-written jokes. It was like pushing the COVID narrative, anti-family. You know, she was pretending to talk like a rural hick, but she's clearly not. I hated it. But she says positive things about you. Yeah, I I care more about good comedy than I do politics, in case anyone hasn't noticed that about me yet. It's like, oh, I, I loved COVID because my grandchildren wouldn't visit me. Can you imagine having a grandmother say that shit about you? That she wants to be sick so that she doesn't talk to you? What a cunt. And not like a funny cunt either, like a... They're just a wretched. Okay, anyway. The flow and synchro state is the energetic river I call the Holy Spirit. Calling all bears, get in your boats. Love is something. Love is life's only valuable energy from which all fruit, abundance, good, true, and beautiful comes, which is the creator, mic drop. Well, I don't, you know, I wouldn't call it a mic drop, but I appreciate what you're saying. The problem with the word love, though, is it can be conflated with other stuff. Like a pedophile loves fucking kids. So that's why I don't always say God is love because it it just opens the door to a lot of bullshit. But I I appreciate the super chats. It was a bad joke. She's actually a good person. Okay. I didn't mean to offend anybody if everybody was like, oh, Roseanne Barr is great. Well, she might be. I, I, I watched uh, just a clip of her new stand-up, and I couldn't believe how, like, evil it was. Like, I, I think that that is evil, to say that about your grandchildren. All right, Fonzie Bear. BB, a long overdue pay the gay away. Your spot-on intelligence is rampant. Um, negligence is rampant, yeah. I think the, uh, the more you see negligence, the more you're going to see things fall apart. And you're going to want to blame Joe Biden and not your sinful, lawless society where people are greedy. Uh, no four-eyed. Nice, Fonzie Bear. Engineer Bear. Just saw a beer advertisement saying to enjoy every bucket and how are farm animals fed? Buckets. That's a good point, Engineer Bear. <coughs> I find it wild that the Super Bowl had your message of being a child. Bible is the word of God. Yeah, I mean, my stream affects collective conscious quite a bit. Um, it is what it is. And I know the gamma squirt and they jack themselves off just going, you're so full of yourself. It doesn't affect. No, it does. I don't know if I affect, uh, mass consciousness or I'm, I'm like attuned to it and I get an early peek into it or a little bit of both. But the amount of synchronicities from this stream and the amount of things that I'll say and then become mass consciousness is pretty remarkable. And so I like to do that polarity flip where I'm like, is it me doing it or do I feel it early? I don't know. Or both. Just talked to my excavator operator buddy that works derailments for years. Said it, one to two a week is the derailment. Yeah, it's constant. 
Swerbian says 2008 Obama would be considered based in comparison to cross-dressing Crowder and Tim Fool. Yes, factually accurate. He said, yeah, I'm clipping this bit. I don't know which bit, but is it about giants and dicks? Here's $5 to pay the gateway. Thank you, Stereo Bear. Thank you for all that you do, and this is an amazing community, and I'm grateful to be a part of it. Thanks, Rock Hounding Bear. Lefty Bear, experts for the win. Yeah, but experts you choose. Don't let anybody choose your experts. I have my own Jews. Uh, I, re- I believe our group vibration is powerful to the realm around us. Yeah, I think that there's some Eastern thought that makes sense where it's like a, a still mind or there's a certain mindset where it says the universe will bow before you because the universe is not God, right? God will not bow before you. But the universe, like this material realm, there is an element of truth to that Eastern philosophy where it's like there is a zone that you can get into where you are in that flow state where things just start happening around you that's unbelievably cool. Uh, I shouldn't have been so harsh on, on Roseanne. I was just so disappointed. And she's like, I got COVID. And the best thing is my grandkids don't fucking come around me with their snot. And, they're, and I'm like, ugh. But it's all good. It's all good. Maybe she is a good person. Maybe I was, maybe I was too harsh. Maybe she's just trying to make people laugh. And she thinks that's how you do it. I don't know. I just have such a high standard for comedy. I'm such a snob. Um, I think that is the Holy Spirit or to say the power of the Father being manifested into reality. Yeah, because there, there is a universe and there is a God. Like when someone says the universe is telling me blah, blah, blah. Isn't it interesting how the word logo sounds a lot like universe, like universe. Verse is a, is a word. Like the one word, like the, the, the one Word. I don't know. I'm getting a little Enos Weenus one-eyed Weenus right now, but there is uh, there is truth to the idea of the universe and the universe bowing before you in a sense. Like I, but that isn't God. Like to think God, your Creator, your Master bows before you is inversion. Uh, she's hit or miss. I've seen her say some really funny and true shit, and I've seen her act like a total boomer, Jew spiraling. Yeah. I'm reading The Dark is Rising. It's insane to see your life knowing that it was a big influence as a kid to you. It's like you were de- destined to bring those truths to light. Yeah, I mean, there's some prophecy in all of our lives. I go back and I look at some of the events in my life and I'm like, that was all for this reason. It's, fa- it's fascinating. We live in a casual reality, but the operative force is God, in my opinion. Yeah, the universe doesn't act on us. I think that it bows before us in a way. I think it's more described as like the angels. Like, you know, the angels serve man, but like they don't, they don't come to you unless you're, you're like in a certain state <laughs> and they're very subtle. You know, like demons are very loud and angels are very subtle and they work for you. Like they literally work for you. The angels bow before man um, except for Lucifer. John says, uh, Burger Bear, excellent gravy today, paying for the laughs and the fact you never push fear onward. Thank you. Cucumber Bear, the sneaky music with the phrase, because some people hate trains. Yeah, yeah, that's what he said to me. Because I was like, why do they derail? He's like, well, sometimes it's operator error or this or that. He's like, and sometimes people just fucking fuck with trains. 
And I'm like, why? And he's like, they hate trains. It was so funny. I'm like, who the hell hates trains? Blue Bunny Bear. DBB, sending a super chat for the crazies out there squirting about a train derailing where it happens all the time. Much love. Listen, if you want to squirt about how the media is using the fear to see if you will do a lockdown for a chemical exposure, squirt all you want about that. That's a valid truther angle where they're beta testing a natural disaster because that's where they can get you. Where FEMA and all that stuff, where it's actually scary, not scary, but where there's a threat, is natural disasters to clear an area that they cause. And to see, because it's really hard to pollute an area. Like, it's really hard. It's actually, like, impossible to pollute it, like, to actually turn soil into garbage. And, like, the shit that's already in the water is insane, and we're fine. (laughs) You know, I've watched um, videos about Nigerians living in slums, and they're literally bathing and living in shit. And they're, like, ripped. You know, it, it all just depends on how strong you are. But, um... The thing to squirt about, if you want to squirt, is that it's not that, you know, they, they're going to poison or radiate your area. It's that they can convince you that it happened and that you will give up your rights to your land. That's possible. That's a, that's a squirt right there. You want to squirt? That's what you squirt about. But squirting that like Joe Biden did it to kill Amish people is fucking retarded. I think a natural event happened and now they're beta testing the fear squirt through their new uh, vector, which is like TikTok truthers. Because now the best way to get somebody to believe something's true is to say the media is not, uh, not covering it, dot, dot, dot. Just, just think in terms of being effective. Don't think in terms of like, but why would they lie? Like, just think as them. And people without empathy can't usually do that. And I understand that. But if you have empathy and you can think as someone else, you can do an internal critique as uh, Made by Jim Bob talks about or like a paradigm shift. If you were trying to control everyone's mind, how would you do it now? You would create this illusion that the media won't cover something, but yet TikTok and everywhere else is covering it. You've watched how people, I'm not, my TikTok account got deleted. Not only do they uh, promote what they want and they, they promote in the algorithm what they want and they take away what they don't want. And if you're not playing ball, they won't allow you to be in their game. So they control social media. They control the truth or realm. It's about fear. If you give them fear, they'll, they're fine with you. You know, like someone, like someone could look at Alex Jones and say his lawsuit shows that he's a real OG, that, that he's an actual truther because they're really coming for him. No, that was a kangaroo court bullshit um, d- dramatized nonsense thing to get you to think that if you say Sandy Hook didn't happen, you'll be sued a billion dollars. Watch this, guys. I don't think Sandy Hook happened as described. I think it looked a lot like bullshit. You see? They couldn't get me. You know how many truthers they got with that? Now, I don't think Alex was in on that, but I think Alex fear squirted. Alex was... Uh, going along with it with that fear, like, oh, they're coming. The courts are all corrupt. Blah, blah, blah. They're just trying to get people to follow orders using drama, using um, kangaroo courts and shit like that. That's why they allow that shit to happen. 
That's de- like I just said what should cost me a billion dollars. Do I appear afraid? No. Because I know how this works. What's up, Bears? A little late. Hello, Voice in the Wilderness. The public managers have always played both sides of the war sap. Well, it's about efficiency. So if they can get truthers to say stuff or just anybody talking heads to say that, um, you know, what's really going on in Palestine, Ohio? It's like you can just get anyone to squirt. Um, all right. Hermeneutics of an intellectual squirter. Bob walks in. Sally's washing the dishes. She is fuming. What's wrong, baby? Bob asks. Nothing, Sally answers tersely. Bob raises an eyebrow. Let me guess. I forgot to put out the trash. I forgot to water the plants. I left the toilet seat up. Come on, baby. Help me out here. Sally throws a dish on the wall, breaking it. I saw your text to your secretary. What the hell are you up to? Bob raises his hands. Come on, baby. I love you. Sally's tears are running down her face. That's the same exact thing you told your executive assistant whore. Where is this going? Are you about to teach me? like how her menuetics works and, and why Jim Bob was really right. Or what is this? Bob shakes head at his wife's 120 IQ level. Baby, I love you. And because I love you, I need to be loving all the time. You know what I'm saying? And that's why I had to bang my 250 pound black executive assistant. Sally shakes her head in disbelief. This could be really funny, actually. I hope you pray to God for forgiveness, Bob smirks. If you, if I pray, you mean fulfill, then sh- oh, this is great. If I pray, you mean fulfill. This is fucking hilarious. For anybody who saw me in Jim Bob's uh, debate, this is their bullshit acted out in reality. If I pray, you mean fulfill, then sure, I've been fulfilling the fuck out of LaShondra's ass all month, baby. Sally marches towards the door and flings her wedding band at Bob's face. It's over. I'm leaving you. For God's sake, Sally. Just do an internal critique, and The door slams shut. Bob sighs, looks up, his, looks up his Tinder. Jesus, good thing I have a lot of love for Sally's mom. Now I just need to find a third person who will let me squirt my hermeneutics all over their face. Pythagoras was such a legend. I, ho- uh, I hope you're enjoying reading this as much as I did writing it, Owen. I tried to see if ChatGPT was able to punch up the jokes, but it refused, saying my content was too offensive. Anyway, good job on the debate with Jim Bob. Out of respect for you, I'm not going to use this letter as a vehicle for more Trinity talk. The truth is clear from falsehood. I suspect a lot of these hot topic issues have more to do with the identity than actual dialectic, but God knows best. I used to be part of a debate class in junior high. One of my teachers strong-armed me into, into it and loved watching debates and theological, philosophical matters well into my college years. But then the more I got into it, the more I realized that debate hardens the heart and creates animosity. In my experience, debating became an exercise in wordsmithing and ego. It's true. I became a smug and self-satisfied prick. Jim Bob should definitely hear this. After a certain point, the debating world did not increase me with Allah except in distance. With that said, I find the uh, discipline of logic super useful. The fact that you use logic so much in areas that I hadn't considered before resonates with me. The useful tip I got from Islamic scholar regarding using logic as a regular guy like myself is just to know the two fundamental laws of formal logic. In his view, everyone should know these two laws. All other principles are secondary. Um, Number one, the law of identity. In sum, this is the idea that things are what they are. The terms we use must have clear definitions. 
Yes. Most of us don't appreciate that we can't make an argument unless we define our terms. That's why most of our disagreements are semantics, even disagreements over the existence and nature of God as you experienced. Number two, the law of non-contradiction. Two opposite statements cannot both be true in the same sense at the same time. That's why the idea of a man-God doesn't work. God doesn't need anything, but everything is dependent on him. A man, on the other hand, relies on a billion different things to stay alive. God is the necessary being, always existed and never had a beginning. Men are born, i.e. begotten, and thus have a beginning. I think you get my point. I'm not trying, I'm trying hard not to make this a trinity letter. So when analyzing statements, the first thing we should examine are these two principles. What are the actual meanings of the words used? Yeah, what is a man? What does it mean to be the son of man? What does it mean to be the son of something? Does it mean you are the something? Yeah, I, I get it. What are the inconsistencies within the statement? Right. It is that simple. You'll find the debaters untrained in logic will break these two principles, even when they are experts in other fields. Fancy robes might cover nakedness, but they can't hide the truth. Keep crushing, Big Bear. I might read the beginning again. Bob walks in on Sally washing the dishes. She is fuming. What's wrong, baby? Nothing, Sally answers tersely. Bob raises an eyebrow. Let me guess. I forgot to put the trash, the water, the plants. Come on, baby. Help me out. Sally throws a, a dish, breaking it. I saw your text to your secretary. What the hell are you up to? Bob raises his hands. Come on, baby. I love you. Sally's tears are running on her face. That's what you say to the whore. Bob shakes his head at his wife's 120 IQ and says, baby, I love you. Because I love you, I need to be loving all the time. Do you understand how funny that is? That was the claim. That he has to do love. He has to be, to show love. Because he loves her, he has to do love all the time. And that's why I had to bang my 250-pound black executive assistant. Sally shakes her head in disbelief. I hope you pray to God for forgiveness. Bob smirks. By pray, you mean fulfill, then sure, I've been fulfilling the fuck out of LaShondra's ass all month, baby. Sally marches towards the door and flings her wedding band. It's over, I'm leaving you. For God's sake, Sally. Just do an internal critique. The door slams, Bob sighs, and looks up at his Tinder. That's great. Moving on. We got some woodshop bear letters, I see. I gotta get to the ones I missed, though, first. <coughs> What is this? More super chats. No, Sally's getting it. Um, excellent gravy today. Praying for the laughs and the fact you never pushed. For, I already read this, Coddington. Oh, possibly missed Saturday super chats. Here's to hospice bear. Hospice bear. Logos rising. Thank you, more wolf bear. I love honey bear. Hey, BB. The next time. You're at your piano. Can you play What It's Like by Everlast? Yes. Uh, remind me, Kyneton. I know that song. I can play it, I think. Uh, Sleep Deprived Bear. I don't trust philosophers that don't know how to work with their hands. And some of the best philosophers I have heard came from the Big Bear. A philosophy, yeah. I've been putting serious hours at my biostats-based desk job, and I'm grateful for you making me laugh to keep me elevated through the day and night. I love it. Hero, and I hope this letter finds you well. I'm sorry that I haven't written sooner and have contributed to your unfruitful trips to your P.O. box. How dare everybody. I had another letter written, but obviously it was never mailed out, and now I'm basically rubbing salt on an open wound. Last night, my husband and I were having a discussion 
about the representation of class throughout history and what it looks like in our current system. Simply put, the lower class are driven by instant gratification, the middle class are driven by comfort, and the upper class are driven by ambitions greater than themselves. Wow, that's so true. They pers I will, in defense of some of the lower class, the instant gratification sometimes can be, I get what you're saying. Sometimes they're in that position. It's tough sometimes when you don't have money. <clears throat> We're trying to get food or a roof over your head. You could call instant gratification, but there's a lot of truth to what you're saying right now. But some people really are pursuing instant gratification, not out of sin, but because the gratification involves like food or, you know, um, a place to sleep. Enough to eat. Some world heroes shuffle safely down the street. Uh, they pursue dreams beyond that which is presently understood or immediately rewarded. Historically, this is easily observed, particularly on the part of nobility and middle class. But, but in the present, our nobles or elites are often based base and degenerate, behaving like lower class despite their status. A prime example of this is Hunter Biden. Interesting you point out the inversion because I've witnessed a lot of quote-unquote lower class or working class pursuing far greater spiritual and moral ambitions than the elites, quote-unquote. It's interesting how the elites now are pushing, a lot of them are acting like the poor. And the poor, quote-unquote, are acting like the elite. Isn't that interesting? Wow, that just blew my mind. I'm not talking about like urban poor. A lot of them are motivated by like drugs or alcohol or escape or something. But I know a lot of rural poor that are really doing wonderful and beautiful things. Um, and so that's fascinating. Like they're way more spiritually in tune and have higher ambitions when it comes to understanding the nature of the realm, understanding how energy works or, you know, some of the most unbelievable flat earth type philosopher type people are like, you know, $18 an hour guys, you know, living in a trailer. I mean, I find that so interesting how you pointed that out. And then you're, you're hobnobbing with the billionaires and they're all just trying to get Coke and anuses. Like they're just bragging that Joe Rogan sucked their dick behind a dumpster. We want, we talked about friends we left behind in our former home and how they were very much representative of the lower class and had nothing to do with their income. That is true a lot of times, especially urban lower class, urban middle class. It, it, you described it perfectly. Though often the lower class is poor because they cannot comprehend saving money. Well, money is not to be saved. You want to get, want to start talking upper class? The money that you call money is currency. It's to be spent. You can't save currency. This is why I'm, very excited when people send me like silver or something like that, because this isn't savings. That's not savings. That's currency. It's like tokens at a circus, which works. There's a value to it. There's a company called the Federal Reserve that provides a service called currency. This is money. This stores value. No matter what happens out there, one ounce of silver will always be one ounce of silver. You could say... Well, $5. No, this is a square piece of paper in reality. This is one ounce of metal called silver. This stores value. You're not going to get rich on silver. People that try to be like, oh, I'm going to buy a ton of silver and it's going to go up to 100 an ounce. All that means is your currency has been destroyed. It does not mean that your silver went up. This will do the same thing today 
tomorrow, a week from now, a month from now, with the exception of massive shifts in industrial capacity or needs, silver is silver. And that's how, that's what money is. Gold is money. Uh, Love being debtless trailer trash. Yeah, Leah. It's like a lot of you guys are living a more elevated life than than the quote unquote elites. And I'm not saying that to make you feel better. It's true. You know, some of the most elevated people I know are um, hand to mouth. There's like, there's an impoverished, impoverishment is not the same as being poor. Like impoverished almost implies a spiritual and mental impoverishment. Like you'll do anything for a piece of candy type thing. You know, it's like, like donkeys, you know, but there's also an empowered poor that is far more free, mentally, spiritually, socially free to pursue higher goals than the quote unquote elites. Um, currency has its place though. You know, it, it does. It's like, uh, but it's not actually savings. I bought my first double wide at 19 for 8K. And think about this. If you took care of that double wide, that was more of a store of savings than money. Because if you just kept that $8,000, now you would not be able to buy a double wide. You see what I'm saying? That's why currency is to be shared. It's the nature of currency. Bitcoin, if it was actually used as a currency and was constantly flowing, would be less evil than if people look at it as a storage of wealth. All right. <clears throat> Milk bucket bear, mini bucket bear. What if collective consciousness is being pushed to think that movies really can come to life? White noise today, Independence Day tomorrow. Maybe, but I've, I've sometimes seen that fictional accounts do happen. Like stuff that I, I made a uh, series called Gay Town in 2004. And there's elements of that series I did as short films for Sony that are now true. And it looks like it was predictive programming, a straight pride parade being bullied because you're heterosexual, you know, the gang, the rain bros who were silly stringing anybody that didn't have a boyfriend at the time. It was total comedy. And now it's true in certain, uh, in a lot of schools, like there really are men or boys shaming other men for not being gay. I'm dead serious. So you would look at me and say, Oh, you, uh, you know, you did collect, you did uh, pre-programming for the deep state. No, I didn't. I wrote a series that became true. And I get why some people think I'm legitimately a wizard because that sounds like some wizard shit. But I was just saying what was funny. And that's one reason why I will do a funny thing and it will become true. And that's the nature of reality. So like these movies that people bring into collective consciousness, you'll just start seeing it becoming true. Hi, Bears. Sean, Nathan, Corey on Hanging with the Bears tonight. The happy ambassador for Christ. Beautiful. I love it. The Rain Bros. Oh, dude, it's hilarious. It's like uh, I get beat up for not being a figure skater. Uh, I bought my house in the 70s for 30000 It's not worth a million. Man, it's sad. Young people can't buy houses, but I'm not selling my house for cheap. I need to make a profit. Well, yeah, and also it's like you know, you're, you're still dealing with currency. Owen is a protected CIA agent. I know <clears throat> that's what people will say. And that's why I know it's bullshit because I've literally written fiction that becomes reality. And what is it? Am I artistically just tuned in to, um, you know, tuned into what's coming? I don't know. 
Fantasy baseball in a public bathroom like a truck stock boreal. Yeah, it's hysterical. I'm meeting up with other heterosexuals in a truck in a park bathroom to do fantasy baseball. And then I get arrested for it. And the cop and you know, it's so and now there really are rainbows on police cars. There didn't used to be. When I did that, it was all a joke. <laughs> you know? And now they're like, look at how it is now to be a normal man. Society shames you for it. And you literally have to do like bear meetups to talk about how you love that your wife loves to cook and your kids. And, you know, it's, it's hilarious, man. That's why the truth or stuff. I'm like, well, I've lived it. And that's the nature of reality. Really, really good artists to tap into collective consciousness operate almost like an absurd profit. I'm not calling myself a prophet at all because I'm not. But there's like an absurdity to it, but it's fucking real. It's like you write a book or a movie or a sketch and then in 20 years it becomes true. And people are like, how did that happen? And then they forget what life was like then. Like at the time, gay town was absurd. I used to do a, a bit about being in the heterosexual closet and my dad wanting a son that he could relate to, like sing opera. And the, the punchline was, I want to play catch with mom. Because my family is very much like that. My mom liked football. My dad liked opera singing and all that. And, uh, and the fact that I was disappointing my father by being a football player. What year did you do Gaytown? I started shooting the sketches in 2004, 2005. I was doing the jokes on stage even in college of being in the heterosexual closet of um, not wanting to bring shame to my opera singing father. So I would, um, you know, like that, the idea that this, like I easily could have been a, a higher level athlete if I was from a different family. So basically you pulled the Simpsons and made the LGBT agenda happen. Wow. Thanks a lot. Owen. <clears throat> yeah, I don't know about that. I mean, maybe, maybe it's my fault. It's because you're the tip of the spear. Indeed. No, like the, Millions and millions of people butt-fucking each other brought, brought it to fruition. Owen, so you didn't see the upcoming worship of the gay? I was just trying to be funny and be... Because it was my life. My dad, instead of saying hors d'oeuvre, he says horse over and laughs at himself and giggles like a little girl in front of moms at my football games with his back to the game. And I was like... I would, And my mom would be cheering for me to get a sack. And my dad would go, Owen got a sack. Did he use a hefty bag? And my mom would like roll her eyes and be like, basically saying like, what a fag. And so, uh, do you guys want to watch it? I'll show it to you right now. It's from 2004. And then I'll finish this. I've always known. I don't even know what, what this is. It's like a short thing. You'll get the idea. Uh, gate down. Gate down. I did all the music too. I was different. I never fit in with the other guys. I always wanted to play basketball with the girls Well, all the boys did ballet or figure skated. Do you, do you guys need one more? I'm tall. Guys can be cruel and sometimes the beatings were vicious. Pace my skate. It's hard being a heterosexual. So much pressure to be a normal gay guy and get a boyfriend, get a matching jumpsuit. Get a small dog and Benny. put a sweater on it. Live a normal life. I've always tried to fit in, but you can't hide who you are. I'm an outsider. I'm a straight man living 
in Gay Town. You want to get real trippy, guys? Oh, wait a minute. Is that the end of it? At the end of that, and there's way more to it. I mean, we had huge storylines. The Mormons were the more mans. And I had a, uh, I had a closet, I had a beard boyfriend and a closet girlfriend. And the more mans just kept trying to get me to be gay, you know, because like, they're like, have you heard of the book of more man? Because they wanted multiple mans. It's hilarious. But, uh. That picture on the wall I made when I was a child, it was a bird and a rainbow. Dude, my life's been fucking psychedelic as hell. <clears throat> okay, anyway. Um, another couple that is from that old life, but who has also moved on in their own way. They're the perfect representation of the middle class. Although certainly aspirational and having elevated themselves to financial success, he's an engineer, she's a psychiatrist. They are largely driven by creating a comfortable life. They happily live within the system provided to them, maintaining a certain level of debt, mortgage, car payments to have higher status items, but technically still having a disposable income for indulgences. Um, Woodshop Bear says that I should do a sketch about him owning a 20-acre farm. Guys, I do it all the time for you fucking people and you don't even realize it. Like Bertaria, all this stuff that I'm creating, like with like, uh, it starts as art actually happens <laughs> like that's why I realized the power of creativity and the power of naming things and the power of um you know doing this and that's why I'm, I am doing it now for you guys like the social media the Bertari Times the magazine the the nature of our fantasies and our uh daydreaming I show you my wife's cooking and my farm and all this stuff because it works it fucking did I bring the gay agenda in reality? I don't know. I doubt it, but I'm going to do my damnedest to do the uh, to bring in a way better reality if I can do that. Where's George? He's outside. That's a good question. I didn't let him in today. Um, next Mormon that approaches me, I'm going to say more mans. Um, it's inspiring. Yeah, and then you start becoming part of the Part of the collective, I, I know I sound like a, like a new ager when I say this stuff, but it's true. If you find it inspiring, you're connecting to it and you're becoming part of it. And then in five, 10 years, you look back and you go, wow, how did all that happen? It started with dreaming. It really did. It started, to, it started by, by dreaming it into reality. You really can. Ask and you shall receive. It's true. <clears throat> And then we got into representations of modern ability. My husband puts us in this category, although I jokingly said that we are the lower end of the spectrum. If this were another time or this country were not a satanic pretend democratic republic, we might simply be landed gentry, maybe a baron, baroness, if we were granted a title. Other examples that came up were literal mountain climbers, no cheating, anyone still trying to innovate. In this instance, Elon Musk was my husband's example which if you pretend that space exploration is real is a valid example. Yeah, but it's not real, so it's not a valid example. Then of course there's anyone that is creating space outside of the system, building communities, planting trees of which they might not never taste the fruit. I said that you, Owen, were an example of highest caliber nobility. I agree, thank you for that. Having gone above and beyond to build Bertaria and all the places that exist within it, either digitally or physically, yeah. When you build things not for financial gain or comfort or 
simple pleasures, you are acting like the elite. Like I act more like the elite than Hunter Biden. Oh, maybe not. Oh, arrogance much? Oh, you're upset. Th- those demon whispers that, that you see in comment sections, those are very low grade people. Oh, seriously? Might be nice. They just don't even make any sense. They're just like saying bullshit. Okay. All this is to say, I think the uh, discussion parallels something you said recently, how there are no atheists, that everyone worships something, whether they admit it or not. Yeah. Um, The lower class worship their vices and their gimmies. They worship the bread and circuses offered and anything that can give them their dopamine fix. The middle class worships the material, the things that will give them status and keep them from anything they deem to be suffering, be it real or imagined. And the noble class worships that which is above them, God by whatever name you call him, God who calls on them to better themselves, have high morality and to be in service of others. Well, that's the theory. Currently, our nobles live in barns and trailers. But I get what you're saying. Like, if we had a right-side-up pyramid, yeah, that's what you would want. Obviously, there are expectations. Like, a man is a slave only to his vices. Saint, I think that was St. Augustine. But he also said that the sin is in the testicles, which is very gay. St. Augustine needs to super chat. But um, if you're a viceless trailer trash, you're the king you're more of a monarch than the, than Hunter Biden. And once you get the concept, I'm really not bragging. It's just a fact. Like you're a slave to your vices. It doesn't matter what your social status or money is. All right. Anyway, obviously there are exceptions to this. One can be lower middle class and call themselves Christian or Jewish. Or a dirty, dirty, filthy, stinking Jew. Just kidding. Muslim, etc. And one can be noble class and worship only themselves. Or one could be of noble class and only worship themselves or their legacy to which they aspire. After all, it's hard to imagine someone like Elon Musk worshiping God given his behavior, but I do not know the man and make no claims. That's a good point. I'm just so aware of the space bullshit that like I, I just have a lot of... I mean, unless he doesn't know, which is possible. There's a chance Elon Musk doesn't know. And he's, and he's been compartmentalized from space. When that hit me, that some of these quote-unquote elites may not even fucking know, it blew my mind, because that is possible. Like, does Bill Gates possibly think viruses exist? The way as described? Maybe. Right now, I'm a slave to popsicles. I'm not afraid to admit it. I used to be a slave to cookies. I haven't eaten a dessert in a while. Like, yesterday, Amy made this rich... Gorgeous looking chocolate cake, and I didn't have a bit. And it made me feel more of a no, like a noble. This class system discussion was based on wealth, less on wealth and more on behavior. It was about how historically you could look at someone based on where they sat in a hierarchical society and accurately guess what would motivate or manipulate them to your will or how they would respond to a crisis. Yeah, exactly. Wow, you're a smart lady. Who is this? Um, and how uh, in modernity, this is a certain degree still accurate. Yeah, like a lot of wealthy people are wealthy because they're noble. You know, this fraud elite class isn't 
fully representative of rich people. Like a lot of rich people got that way because they didn't cut corners. They weren't greedy. They uh, were good to their employees who were honest, who were loyal to them back. And they became wildly wealthy because of it. Um, that's why I'm not like anti-rich, like eat the rich and all this stuff. It's like Owen's body is still digesting the dump truck of cookies few ate last month. No, I, I haven't eaten any desserts in a couple months. And I'm, I'm down a uh, belt loop. And I feel a lot better about myself, a lot closer to God and a lot farther away from Woodshop Bear's uh, class, if you know what I'm saying. The ogres. How a baseless creature like Hunter Biden or Trump, Trump is also a base, uh, baseless creature, is technically elite within our modern system despite behaving like a low IQ monkey or how a bard king of Bertaria is technically just a goat farmer in Idaho, right? Okay, long, okay, short story long, character is a true reflection of one's class, and I believe you have developed a very high-class community in which I am proud to be a part of. Yeah, a lot of the bears are nobles. It's, a, it's fascinating, dude. That's why I called you guys saints, and someone accused me again of starting a cult. I also think I'm a mono, monarchist. It's just a shame that the future monarchies will probably be corporations. In that vein, if you listen to read anything by Curtis Yarvin, a.k.a. Moldbug, no, I, I'm not up to date on my mold bug. I think it would be a very interesting to watch a conversation between you two, though husband thinks he'd probably be better suited to Vox, given they're both extremely well-read. Um, which, I'm very well-read, it's just letters from bears. I mean, well-read as far as published books? No, no, I'm far too, I'm far too, I'm far above Jewish literary works. Which isn't to say that you aren't well-read, as you certainly speak candidly about many things you've researched and learned about. You're just not one to part, uh, pride in referencing obscure books about a very specific 12-year war in Prussia in the 18th century or about an offshoot philosophy by some student of Evola that no one's ever heard of. Yeah, yeah, that, that's way more Vox than me. I'm not, you know, I'm not, a, I, I'm, I'm very not, I don't know much about Moldbug. Anyway, I was just curious if he was on your radar, because if you have mentioned him in a past stream, I missed it. I've not. The Earl of Anchor, Lord Papa Jay, and the Count. Guys, we could start a company. I'm not kidding. I got to stop. I only say that because I am a comedian. I'm not like Joe Biden. I'm not kidding. I'm being for real. I'm not being facetious. This is real, man. What I'm about to say is true. As a comedian, sometimes I do have to say I'm not kidding. We could start a company where everybody's title is like Duke or Lord or Earl or, you know, Kyneton would be an untouchable. I'm just kidding. And I'm the Duke of Food Forest. Yeah, like you could do that. You could be like the emissary, the, our court Jew, you know, our banker would be our court Jew. You can do that. That's completely in your power. You don't have to wait around for someone else to do that. You could, you could make a company and all your titles are Duke and all that shit. I'm not joking, man. It's real. We got to do... It's real, man. I'm not joking. I'm not, I'm not pulling your leg. I'm not, I'm not fucking with you, bro. Saint Bowler Bear, patron saint of one-liners. Yeah. Warm regards, Jen, a.k.a. another on the app. I don't have a bear name at this point. All the good ones are taken. P.S. In my previous letter, the unsent one mentioned above, I did include this anecdote. 
I recently had a dream about Amy, no homo. That's hilarious. I had a dream about Amy, no homo. We were standing outside a trailer on the edge of a forest, and she had Frederick and a baby carrier between the woods. We are talking about homesteading things and our children, when suddenly a white cat, like a panther or leopard, pounced out of the woods at Amy. She fell into me with the baby between us, and we went down to the ground. This is sounding kind of homo. With the cat on top of us. Oh, a pussy's on top of it. This is, I don't think, I mean, listen. This is crossing the thin gay line. I pulled a knife from my pocket and stabbed at the animal until it died. Let me guess, does that represent me? The giant white cat? And then the dream transitioned to a party where we were celebrating surviving the crazy animal attack. Oh, I'm still alive, thank God. Here we go. You came up to me and said that you wanted to betroth one of your sons to my daughter as a reward. Oh, this is good. This is getting far less gay. From my saving Amy and Freddie's life, and then my Jack signaled in real life that it was time to wake up, so I never found out my, the response that came from this interaction. I will be betrothing, obviously. I don't often remember my dreams, but when they stick out um, with people I quote-unquote know in them, I usually try to share them, so here you go. Uh, no, it turned out like a great... Uh, at first, it sounded like it, you were, it ended up in a fucking Subaru, and I was going to put my foot down. <clears throat> but I like how it ended. Somehow sharing this dream with you seems... Oh, so you and Amy had to kill the kill the cat? I don't know. There's still something very Sarah McLachlan about this. He's killing it. You guys killed a giant white pussy. Is that me? I'm just glad I came in the end of the dream and I wasn't dead. Somehow sharing this dream with you seems more appropriate given the letter's content about the noble class. You should check out Jean Robertson. She was a hilarious giant of a woman, former Miss North Carolina, and traveling humorist. Sorry for the long letter. That's okay. PPPS. I know I'm sorry. I just want to include a Christmas photo to share with you and your family. Uh, we had decided to pursue the homesteading family life shortly before I found your stream in early 2019. That you were also on this path. Reassured me that we're making the right choice. Synchronicities and whatnot. Okay, I'm done for real this time. Thank you. That was a wonderful letter, and I resonated a lot with it. I, I know I'm not the giant white pussy, so we will just um, we will just call it a win. All right, here's another one. Hello, it's me again, Adam Metropolis. I was afraid to send you the last letter, in part because I thought you might not like me, in part because one day when I am very successful, people will try to use our friendship against me. Okay, man, I'm just going to warn you that this is getting a little gay. And it's, and it's like 20 pages long. I'll read a couple pages, but uh, you're, you're, you're doing gamma fantasies. Just, just speak clearly. Fortunately, I'm a free man like you. This freedom came at a high cost. In my, many points in my life, paths of comfort, wealth, ease, prosperity were offered to me. So long as I was willing to be fake, or at least beat around the bush. I tried to be a good little slave many times, but then overturned tables and laid smackdowns. You fantasizing again? Not to be a dick, but it's like, where can I find this story? Was it public or was it more like private? I have anger issues. Jesus in the temple style. Well, do the people around you think it's Jesus in the temple style or is it more? All right, about me. Born in May 85 in Jordan. My parents were part of the children. Oh, this is going to get interesting now. The beginning felt gamma. I'm not going to lie. It felt... uh 
Like you're like, as I'm going to be very successful and people will use our friendship against me. We're not currently friends. You've written me two letters. I don't know you and you got to settle down. But this is going to get interesting. <laughs> and I'm saying that because you got to nip these things in the bud earlier. Things get nuts. I'm basically Jesus, but just way more based. I have, yes, I have a temper. I, I freak out a lot, but it's like how Jesus did it. Okay. My parents were part of the children of God cult, but broke it. Well, I know one reason why I'm mocking, because if you can't take it, you're a full-blown gamma. Broke out before I was born in Jordan. My parents became deeply anti-Israel, pro-Palestinian. And my dad made a famous song that got him in trouble. He said that Israelis used to arrest Palestinian men, stick glass rods in their dicks. Yeah, they did it to Goliath. You don't think they're going to keep doing it? Guys, they're all about dicks. I'm not fucking kidding. And, uh, and hammer the rods to effectively sterilize the men. Oh, these fucking Jews, man. What's up with them and dicks? Mm, I know they do that too. I, ah, I know they do it. I know they do it. Oh, these fucking people. It's because we didn't call out King David for Goliath. Everyone's like, oh, little guy can beat a big guy. He used a banned weapon and took part of his dick. These things have to be discussed. The Israelis still do it. I know they're fucking with people's dicks. Oh my God. Thank you for, thank you for this. My parents fled back to America, their homeland. Uh, I know they, they put things in your dick hole. Mm, I, dude, I think that's what a chlamydia test and all that. I think it's just to mess with your dicks. Oh, well, have you been fucking? Well, we'll put this rod in your dick and we'll scrape it. That's why I never did any of those. Oh, how dare you? That means you're probably full of diseases. No, I have four beautiful children and I, you know, I've done a lot of fucking and nobody convinced me to put a, a rod in my dick. I'd have friends that would like have a one night stand and they'd be like, oh, I had to get a test. I'm like, what'd they do? They're like, they put a little thing in your dick hole. I'm like, oh, well, I'm not getting that test. <clears throat> They're like, yeah, but you, you do a lot of fucking big bear. I'm like you should get the test. I'm like, why do I need approval from a Jew? Because I fuck. Are you kidding me? Oh, you're going to no. If, if, if STDs were as described, I would have had all of them. I've had none of them. Isn't that odd? Well, didn't it ever burn when you beat? Yeah, when I was massively dehydrated. Just drink water. I'm giving bad medical advice, potentially. I'm potentially giving bad medical advice. But for me, like, you know how you would, you would, like, if you have a hard night of drinking and a lot of sex, like, like, aggressive sex, your dick is sore and it burns when you pee? Do you know why? It's because you're ham, you're like just drunkenly hammering your dick and like you're not hydrated. So just drink a lot of water and it just, it goes away in like a, like an hour. Uh, catheter. Ah, oh, ah, except dude, it's kind of like, uh, freaking Denmark bear with your ass. He's like, Oh, let me just check out in there and make sure that let me just take a little look in there and make sure that no, 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 no. STDs could be energetic or something related to sin and shame. Yeah. Cause I didn't have any shame. So I didn't have any STDs. I dude. If I'm not going to get into details cause it's disrespectful and it is shameful, but I'm telling you guys, if STDs existed, I would have had all of them, all of them. Okay. And that's not, that's not to be bragged about. I was a touring semi-famous comedian who played piano for a long time without a girlfriend. All right. 
lot, lots. And I, I just think it's bullshit. I just think that people get dehydrated and they're just a little, uh, you know, they're just a little like uh, reckless with their cocks. And then they like let a Jew stick a rod in their fucking dick hole. And then they take a bunch of pills. Ugh, oh, they put it. They, they, they did it to these Palestinians. Oh, my God. <clears throat> All right. I grew up in Wisconsin. The house cost about 40K. There were eight kids and one adopted girl. No one ever had more fun. I'm starting to like this guy again. Uh, BB was living like a rock star back in the day. Fact. Like, literally fact. Ah, oh, dare you. Liar. Liar. Okay. Provably fact. No cable TV. Yeah, and my, my movie credit was the was the bad guy in the house bunny. So all the sorority girls would be like, Marvin, oh my god, it's Marvin from the house bunny. What do you where do you think that leads to? Do you think it leads to a lot of a lot of games of go fish? Guys, come on. Okay. No cable TV, no internet. We rode bikes and yes, rollerbladed. It was that Napoleon Dynamite life. Our town was broken and known for pedophiles, but my dad was huge and scary, and we protected each other. Awesome. A weird pedoish guy bought the house next to us. I hated him deeply. I used to dream of killing him and would walk around in front of his house with a knife in my pocket, hoping he would attack me so I could kill him. That's hilarious. Um... Yeah, but did you ever update your own IMDb page like JDR? No, I've never done anything to my IMDb page ever once. <clears throat> I don't even know how to log in. I literally have no idea. I don't care at all. All I cared about was crushing audiences, pounding booze, and other things. That's it. I was a very simple hedonist, and I didn't have any shame. I thought it was great. Um, all right. I was in fourth or fifth grade at the time. My best friend, Jim, and I loved to get in trouble. All right. Fast forward to 2004, freshman in college, a remote island in mansion, a remote island in, on, on a remote island mansion, tripping hard on LSD for the first time in a very focused pursuit of God. I wanted to know him, meet him. He did not disappoint. What I saw and experienced was beyond. I believe God showed me things that are rarely seen. I don't know. LSD seems a little grabbled to me, doesn't it? I know a man who was caught up to the third heaven, whether in the body or out of the body, I do not know. God knows. And he heard things which cannot be told, which man may not utter. 2 Corinthians. I include this verse to point out that there is biblical precedent for this type of experience. Although probably had, although Paul probably had his trip after being beaten physically, basically to death. Thoughts from that trip. Find each other. God says, I'm here. The answer to the great question is one. I ended up flying through heaven. Whether I was just laughing because it's like, what's the great question? How much, how much money do I owe you? <coughs> Whether in body or spirit, I know not. Crystal water, sp uh, spiral breaking waves, tropical joy and play and fun and joy. So much intense fun, committed play, the way you play in third grade. I came out of the trip, warped, wrapped in packing tape around my legs, arms, mouth, and hair. My friends had to completely restrain me. No cops, though, thank God. Do you think your friends thought your temper had to do with being like Jesus in the temple? 
or were you being reckless? All right. It soon dawned on me that my curse was having to live a full life on this earth, knowing how good the presence of God was. But I am so glad, so overjoyed to know God and to look at that place, that presence. You, Owen, remind me of the attitude and demeanor I encountered in heaven. Well, now we're getting somewhere. Uh, Earnest, fun-loving, Peter-like, know that you have a nation and a kingdom that you are part of, like me. And I can smell the aroma of heaven coming from your jorts. Okay. I I like this guy. He gets me. I'm very heaven-like. I'm a heavenly guy. You are not crazy. Let me repeat, you are not crazy. In Deuteronomy, Deuteronomy, Moses specifically explains how to know if someone is a prophet. And if you say in your heart, how may we know the word that the Lord has not spoken? When a prophet speaks in the name of the Lord, if the word does not come to pass or come true, that is a word that the Lord has not spoken. The prophet has spoken it presumptuously and need not be afraid of him. Moses, you are a prophet, but there are more. I disagree. I'm not taking that title at all. I've, I've provably been wrong several times. It is extremely arrogant to say I am not a prophet. God makes, go fuck yourself. God makes you what you are. Dare to be uh, deadly Solomon and your humor will be the funniest ever. Oh, Jesus, let not your heart be troubled. Jesus. Jesus is my friend. He's uh, the Mexican. Um, A good friend of mine died in LSD. I know. Don't do LSD to find God, guys. I'm being playful, but I'm not subscribing to this. He was tied up by tape. I'm not a prophet. Unless everyone can be one, and then we have to redefine the fucking word. I'm not changing the law. I haven't been, words haven't been given to me directly from God. I've never seen a burning bush. The only burning bush I've seen is a guy tricked into getting an STD test. <laughs> this guy gives me bad vibes since Tim Better Bear. Yeah, there's some like, there's some crazy energy to it, obviously. He was raised in a cult and his dad called out the grabbers messing with the Arabs' dicks. So he's obviously been through some shit. So I'm going to read it, but take it with a grain of salt. Okay, moving on. Um, more about being... You already know him and love him. He loves you very much. I, I mean, we can't speak on behalf. You are not crazy and will never go crazy. You don't know that. The biggest problem in theology is if there was a time when there was only God... What did God make things out of? His only building block, the only variable material was himself. Thus, everything must be made of God. Well, that's interesting. Something to think about. But I, think, I don't think that's how it works. I don't think, I don't think clay is God. You know, I don't think some, some bisexual college girl can throw some God on a spin wheel and make a, little, make a little bowl to put her trinkets in that she gets from a Yard sales when she's running around on acid with her friend, Brittany. All right. Moving on. I appreciate the letter, though. Dear Owen, I trust this letter finds you and your inspiring family and well. Enclosed in this box, you will find. Oh, this is, this is great. I so appreciate this, guys. I love that you guys gave me uh, this amazing treasure trove. Small treasure chest for you and the boys. 
I started making something more complex, but after seeing these, I thought they could customize each of them using their individual tastes and talents under the direction of their parents. I started their treasure with some silver coins and a Chinese yuan. Yuan. Oh, wait, you made that? Look at that. So cool, dude. That was so fucking beautifully thoughtful. This guy signs the letter G. Seuss. Now, he seems cool. It just... So I have a friend who was seriously burned, and now he's home and out of the woods. He's going to use Healing Frequency 432 on his burns. Yeah, let us know. Right now, George is trying to get inside. Hey, George. A book you may not be familiar with, War Without Mercy, and examines the stark difference in attitude towards our two adversaries during World War II. I took a college course on war because of my interest in it from talking with my grandfather about his experience in the Pacific theater, island hopping, all the way to mainland Japan as an aircraft mechanic in the Army Air Corps. It has some very interesting propaganda examples in the middle pages. I bought it uh, used at a margin notes are not mine. I included some paper money inside the book that he brought back that are interesting examples of war currency. I got to check that out. Where did I put that book? I'll find it. That's amazing. War currency. Number three, a variety of organic gardening magazines your wife may get some value and ideas from. Some are from post-wars, 1940s, and I find it satisfying to know they have been based. Americans seeing through the bullshit for generations. Before we had an interstate system, Americans knew industrial chemical agriculture was poisoning us. My grandfather went back to nature in the 70s, building a mechanical engineer's life to move back our family to the farm and build an amazing organic farm to live out his life. I spent most of my summers as a kid with him and learned more than I ever imagined. He saved me from even more bad decisions as a Gen X moron with a gamma boomer dad. I want to donate to the Ozarks and that envelope should have the info uh, in that. Yeah, I have it in my pile. Thank you. Some chunky silver for your one-eighth tingling hands to rub like a dirty grabber. And I did. I sweated. I rubbed. I was so excited. Every time I see silver, I just go, oh, oh. A collection of old prints of animals your boys might find enjoyable. Make up stories about the pics used in colleges, learn about animal babies, etc. Your wife will know the best way to utilize them or start a fire if they seem too gay. Number seven, some items for your anti-shower proclivities. Thank you very much for that. I hope my letter makes your stream, but I understand that you are only one legend and Paul might come up again. I'm on BT app and love it. <laughs> oh, and Paul might come up again. You guys see that clip that Coddington is allegedly making about uh, all the similarities I have with Paul? Man, that was funny. That was really funny. I still don't like him, but I do have to admit that there, we have a lot more in common than I want. He started talking shit about me first. Why are you so obsessed with dicks? I watch Liberty Heights. Obsessed, dude. Obsessed. I know that they're doing that to fucking Palestinians, too. They're putting, they put rods in their dick holes. Oh, I can't believe they do that. Jesus. Oh, these people. It's all about fucking sterilization of giants. It all just dates back to Satan just being like so envious of giants, of actual men. Because when people are like, oh, man has dominion over this world. Yeah, and by man, over six feet. Joe Rogan does not have dominion 
over this world. I mean, man doesn't just mean anybody with a penis. It's tall men. Tall. Like, you're not supposed to say man sarcastically. Like, oh, yeah, man. It's like, no, no, no. Those matter. They're not. They were probably bred with spider monkeys. Okay. Um, bought the magazine, donated to the last Ozark Fest, and plan to attend this year as a donor. Indeed. I'd like to be verified as Shushi Bear. Welcome, Shushi Bear. I'm sure you understand how bears might over-identify with you, so please forgive me if this comes off that way. No, I'm into it. Mangua made us do it, says Toronto Drew Bear. I know, you guys always blame someone else for your dick stuff. Uh, base Nephilim. Dude, I'm not a Nephilim. I'm just tall. People saying that fucking Goliath is a Nephilim, it's how you just dehumanize giants. Oh, Nephilim. Nephilim much? No, it, we're just big. The Tartarians, those giant Russian-looking guys that every Jew in the world tried to cut their cocks off. You can't just hide behind the word Nephilim. That's a spell. Oh, Nephilim, fallen angels. No, we're just, we're just tall men. We're just men that are more attractive than you. Hang on one second. I am, was a professional musician that has been in a wide variety of groups, including orchestra, funk horn band, salsa, big bands, Air Force band, four years, touring acts, klezmer, polka, polka, country gospel, and the last 11 years focusing on musical theater in the Boston area. My useless college degrees are in clarinet performance, and I play most woodwind instruments at a high professional level. That's cool. All that came crashing down in 2020, and for the first time, I experienced total unemployment. As an artist, you understand fully how, I, how difficult it is to rise to the top of any creative field. And in my 30s, I was first call for highly competitive work in a major markets until in my early 50s, it was all over. That's fascinating. Dude, we really do have a, no, a noble audience, an audience of nobles. In case you were vaccine damaged and you're five foot ten, I still consider you a living man. Just go with the theme. It's hilarious. Well, if he's Nephilim, we might as well kill him. Nephilim? Let's just kill him. I bet they wore merch that said Nephilim. Let's just kill him. And it just had a giant picture of a floppy cock. It's great being tall. It's great. And they know how great it is. They're just mad. Sir Coddington, Earl of Buckets. Yeah. We should give ourselves legitimate titles. I wonder, but you can't just come up with a title. You have to be given a title. Ah, that becomes a little centrally controlled. I'm trying to keep this, I'm trying to keep the whole bear world from being too centrally controlled. I just really like titles. Um, I wonder how many Rogan's Goliath was, at least 30. Oh man, I'm, I bet he was an awesome guy to be around too. Just super helpful. Oh, really? No, you never him. That's our N-word. My N-word is Nephilim. Oh, you call me Nephilim much? You might as well call me a nigger and fucking throw a banana at me and drag me behind a truck. That's what it's like when you're tall. Like if you're just if, like 6'8", no big deal, right? When I hear one of you little Bible thumpers call me a Nephilim, you might as well call me a nigger, throw a banana at my face, kneel on my neck for 8 minutes and 46 seconds and fucking throw peanuts at me. 
You know, you might as well throw a rock at me out of a sling. David was a bit of a legend until he became a squirt boy. I mean, I don't know how much of that was corrupted by the Romans, though. I mean, David might have been awesome. I mean, I really like a lot of David, you know, but it's, it's, Nephilim is our nigger word. Hey, Goliath, can you move this pyramid real quick? And we're like, sure. And everyone's like, oh, that guy's a Nephilim. He's an N-word. And then we had this PC movement where you had to say N-word or else we'd be offended. But you still kept calling us niggers. Uh, but 6-8 is kind of a big deal. Yeah, it, literally. If you take a thousand men, I'm the tallest statistically. Actually, rereading David's tale makes me question how much combat he really saw and how much he stood back and let taller men fight for him. Yeah, but see, how much of that was the Council of Must Be Nithea, though? You know, it's like, I don't know. I, I'm, I've been going through a weird phase of, like, wondering and questioning. 23 Rogans, 275. I'm uh, 24 Rogans, 280. So I basically have the body of a fucking Samoan, I just realized. Jesus. All those damn cookies. Ugh. How am I the same, basically the same proportions of a goddamn Samoan? How did Amy let me become this way? I'm the victim. Kyneton just said, my N-word is Nephilim. Stop height hate. It's true. Because as soon as you call me a Nephilim, you think you can do anything you want to me. Like I've been dehumanized. Oh, you're a Nephilim? Quick, cut his, clip his dick and haul him behind a truck. 23 Rogans, 250. Nice, fair text. Dude, King David with his little dick obsession. Guys, it's in the Bible that he clipped his dick after he was dead. And I understand, oh, the Indians did it with scalps. Yeah, scalp, not dicks. BB, Simones have huge heads, huge like watermelons. <laughs> Dude, you don't think I know Samoans? I've toured in Salt Lake City, Utah. My joke was, uh, I'm only here for a few nights. I'm like, some Owen. Some Owen. And the Samoans be like, ho, 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 ho. Let's eat spam and wrestle in the front yard. All right. I regret not knowing your stream until the last year because I, th I thought it was, I was pretty alone and seeing clearly. Like you, I'm a pattern recognition guy with a 140 plus brain that cannot fucking believe how retarded people that I, that I thought were intelligent, we're acting. Yes, it was quite crazy. Owen's going to be humming the theme from Moana the rest of the week. Yeah. All the Simones are like, you're welcome. What, what's it called? Da, 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 da. You're welcome. <laughs> all right. And knowing about all the foxtrots we've seen, this seems like the big move after 9-11 to shut the door on us and call the herd. When the jab came out, there's no fucking way I would get in the boxcar. Fortunately, my wife has been awake to the V issues, so no friction at home. During work in my shop at night, I enthusiastically scrambled down most of the rabbit holes for years, and that was more of a curse than anything as it jaded me and has kept me from just enjoying life. <laughs> Samoan's laughing. Samoan Poppy 73 is laughing out loud, yeah. I'm recovering through your shows and BT as well as trying to jettison my collection of bad habits. So far, I've given up porn for about two years and weed for a year. You got My clarinet players have to be smoking weed. <laughs> uh, 
Simone's are the best guests on The Price is Right. They bear hug Bob Barker. Yeah, they're super, uh, they're super lo- joyous and loving and super violent. Uh, kind of, uh, kind of, kind of like, you can never really relax around a Samoan. Even though they're like real smiley and laugh, laughy and joyous, they're also like super violent. <laughs> like, like to a degree where it's, it's like culture, they're culturally violent. You know, in kind of a cool way, they're not really gun, like they're not going to shoot you, but they will like get in a fucking fight at a barbecue where they're, they're grilling pineapple and like pig dicks and somebody just starts fucking fighting and you're like, whoa. Um, All right. As the theaters I had worked pre-scam began to slowly restart, they were possessed by the leftist ideology I was previously able to avoid and ignore. They historically imposed daily testing and mandates I would never consider. The contractors blacklisted me and poof, a 40-year career scratched and clawed to, I scratched and clawed to build is over. Trust me, I get it. Uh, Can we calm down on the gifs that bury the chat? Yeah, no more gifs. Oh, it's gifs. Must be nice. It's gif. No, it's jif. Or is it gif? Giraffe. It's jif. It's not a giraffe. The only word I could think of that starts with G-I, besides a couple, with an F, is giraffe. It's a GIF. It's not a fucking GIF. Enough with the GIFs. So why wouldn't they use a J? I don't know. Why wouldn't they call it a giraffe with a J? I don't know. I don't know why people do what they do. Karma be damned. I will never forget or forgive the goblins for this. Trying to reset a life at this point is daunting, but I'm... A stubborn fucker and plan to giggle with glee as the wicked fall away when this gets real. Yes. It's a jiff. <laughs> Fuck! Fucking Jews! Alright. That's what I do publicly, by the way. On the upside, I don't have to work with mincing, disgusting sodomite freaks anymore. Everything you say about their narcissistic, self-centered, hollow, loveless nature is 100% correct. On a spiritual note, you may be interested in G.I. I can't believe you just said G.I. Gurdjieff. Guys, want to talk about synchronicities? Listen to what I just talked about. I know, oh, maybe not. Oh, total coincidence. Oh, David, I'm squirting again. That's crazy that I just was like, oh, the only word I know that starts with G.I. with an F in it, and I just read... On a spiritual note, you made me interested in G.I. Gurdjieff. Like, I know, I don't know what that means. I have no idea. It doesn't mean I'm a prophet. It just means that's fucking hilarious. I don't know. It's a wink. No, no, there's like no words with G.I. in it. Or like if. F. G.I. Gurdjieff. There's a fucking J and a G and an I right there. Like, I'm like... I might as well have just said the most useless prayer in human history. Lord, show me another word with G and an F that sounds like Jeff. It's like hilarious. Isn't that funny? I'm in the flow. I'm in the flow state right now. Things are manifesting. They're happening. Everyone's excited. Everyone's laughing. Ask your verified guy on Gardner about him. I think he will know something of his history and work. And bear in mind my GIF, GIF bit was not in the letter. Had nothing to do with the letter. People were randomly doing fucking King David 
GIFs. See, Owen, I just made that happen. Now do a skit about my farm, please. I should, I should really just do a sketch just called Woodshop Bears Farm. But you can't force it. It's thy will. I don't know. I just, I'm in a flow state. What do you want me to do? Turn it off? You want me to turn it off and just go, Trinity. Oh, Jesus, Jim Bob, Trinity. No, I'm going to keep rocking because it's so fucking fun. All right, it's so hard to work when streams are this good magic happening. Oh, it's, it's like hilarious. G.I. Gert Jeff. <laughs> Any do, I think you mean fucking Jew. Uh, yeah, I, for those Jews that just got scared by my sneeze, obviously I could have screamed nigger, a lot of things. It's just super funny thinking about someone sneezing because when you sneeze, I'll explain it so you don't get freaked out. Sneezing is like having Tourette's for five seconds. Like, you know, Tourette's people, you get to be a Tourette's person for, you're like, ah, ah, oh, nigger, fucking shit, fucking Jew, 9-11. Because there's an understanding that you can't control yourself as, oh, you got gird and girdle. Way to go, Joe. Gird, there's no giraffe, chip. There's no F in girdle. And I call it a jurdle. And jurd. Okay. Um, sneezing, you get, uh, you get, uh, you get, that's, Kyneton, write down that bit, please. Please, Kyneton, please do it. Write down the bit, when you sneeze, you have Tourette's. Like, every time you sneeze, you're like, oh, oh, Jim Zinger, fucking shit, that left, Because it's, uh, it's like a little doorway into the uncontrollable. One of the, I just, I do my truth drops when I sneeze only. I'm like, so Sandy Hook and sneeze. I'm just going, Jesus. Um, and then no one can get mad at you if you did it during a sneeze. You're like, oh, sorry, I have allergies. Oh, this nigga at 11. Oh, I'm dead. The flip is funny. People with Tourette's just need to sneeze. Yeah. I knew a Jew Tourette's guy, Jew and Kike were his two favorite words. Yeah, I think most Jews have a form of Tourette's because they live such lies. So they're like, fucking Jew, Kike, nigger, right? Because they, they're living such a stupid life. So many Jews are like, six million. Like, if I was a Jew, all I would do, all day, and I know Toronto Jew Bear relates to this. They'd just be like, six million sounds a little high. And everyone's just like, what's going on with fucking Ezekiel over here? He's like, Adolf Hitler had some good points about trade. And they're like, oh, sorry, I have Tourette's. I swear it's Tourette's. I think that there's certain people where you're living such a lie, it just starts coming out. Where you're like, fucking kikes. And everybody's like, what are you doing? It's like, fucking stupid lying kikes. <laughs> it's like, you're a Jew yourself. You're at a synagogue. You're like, I know, I'm sorry, I have Tourette's. You did 9-11. You fucking did 9-11. Fucking kikes. Everyone's like, He's like, I don't mean it. It's random. Yeah, truth or Tourette's. It's like, you own the Federal Reserve. Goyim sheep, nigger, slave, nigger. You think everyone's nigger, goyim, nigger. All right. Um, uh, On a spiritual note, it's very complicated, but he went into ancient sources 
during the turn of the century pre-World War I to develop and synthesize a system of study to wake up man. One of his concepts reminded me of the idea of original sin that you discuss. He says that people are born asleep with essence, but are, uh, oh, essence. Jim Bob loves that word because he can't define it. Um, but are mechanical to be programmed and can only be through work. Hang on, I got to listen. I got to really think as I say this. He says that people are born asleep with essence, but are mechanical to be programmed and can only be through work on oneself that slowly develops and crystallizes, giving a man a permanent I. I am, yeah. Well, what about I am? But what about I am? Don't you see, Big Bear? Don't you see? Uh, Started ortho herb farm herbal essences. Yeah, that's funny, God. And only as a developed man can one live forever, i.e. afterlife reincarnate. I think so, too. I think that's kind of the kick. I don't know at all. Please don't take this as any kind of revelation, although you did just kind of witness something very miraculous. I think that the, uh, I, don't, I don't want to, I'm not making any claims. I'm leaving that one. All right. Anyway, also he considered knowledge to be a tangible substance that was finite, making spreading his teaching something people need to struggle and work for to receive, not unlike how printing more money makes it less valuable. Like you, he was just as happy for people to leave if they were not there for the correct reasons. The work is done in the world while living a productive life with no deity to worship, but not worship of oneself or Gnostic either. It's called the fourth way. Oh, fourth, fourth way of Jesus. Um, he referred to a system as esoteric Christianity and claimed it to be the source of Jesus's system. There's a barrel of gravy in it, but I understand avoiding another point of view in the spiritual arena. However, it's difficult to see a realm that only gives the fraction of humanity that subscribes to Christianity a path to being a good and saved man. Yeah. Okay, enough for not so brief. I hope my donation confirms the continuing value of BitChute. Once YouTube shit the bed, ruining a great resource of knowledge, I found BitChute and waiting through silly shit is still worth it. I agree, that's why we still upload to BitChute. We even have our comments open, even though people are like, Oh, you sir. It's insane. You're a coward for not talking about the, the train accident and how it's really secretly them trying to kill the Amish. Well, no, you're just dumb and you don't think properly and you act crazy. And that's why people don't want you at their Thanksgiving. It's not because they're all sheeple. It's because you don't think properly. And you don't even try. Gerd Jeff was an Armenian mystic. Definitely had a banhammer. Dude, Armenian mystics are getting it, man. They fucking get it, those hairy fuckers. Bitchute is the Times Square of social media. Walk around the crackheads to get where you're going. Yeah, I have nothing but love for Bitchute, man. Bitchute is one of the only places that has never banned me. Like, Rumble is cool. God, what's our Rumble numbers like? I've never even really been to Rumble. Uh, Rumble appears cool now, but it's so heavily invested in that they're going to try and psyop and do all their shit there, I think. Just keep an eye out for it. I don't, I am way more hopeful about BitChute than Rumble. I could be completely wrong, but Rumble solid, good. Their, commer- their branding appears to be solid. Like they've done commercials making fun of YouTube and how like, oh dude, I'll try and find it. Because it's a really funny commercial and if they stick with this branding, oh dude, I'm looking on YouTube for the Rumble commercial. That's so funny, but I saw it on YouTube. Commercial. 
Oh man, is that a weird paradox? Steve will do it, Rumble commercial. They have a pretty interesting ad campaign right now. Rumble boxing. Steve will do it, part three. Oh, this is it. Liberty Mutual customizes your car. How am I watching a commercial before a commercial? Rumble only has 8,000 subscribers on YouTube. YouTube's being a little bitch, aren't they? Oh, Jesus. Liberty, 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 liberty. You are gay and you're gay. Hello. Alright, let's take a look. It was before like a pocket sting or something. I, or, I never would watch something like this, but if they stick to this branding, it'll be a pretty good move for them. Rumble. And I'm YouTube. YouTube, why are you dressed like that? Well, I've been seeing a lot of violations in the community lately, so I'm enforcing that. You mean like people not following your policies? Strike one! Uh, what if someone tells the truth, but it's labeled as misinformation? Trick you! Wow, what if I want to ask questions and have different opinions on things? Strike three! You're out of here! Now what? You may appeal to me in 30 days. Thankfully, we encourage diverse opinions and new ideas. Strike four! Dude, what? There's no such thing as four strikes. And I'm not even on your platform. Strike five! Alright, I'm out. You're crazy. Later, dude. Strike six! Like, that's good rhetoric, good branding, but the irony that I got it on YouTube is pretty funny. <clears throat> and it doesn't actually say anything. It's just rhetoric, but it's good rhetoric. Um, it's just showing that YouTube's acting like a tyrannical gamma fucking umpire. But they never... They do follow terms and policy. I can't upload porn, so obviously they follow something. You know, promoting anarchy is not good. And who gets to determine what truth is? That's why the, the clearest terms you're going to find is at our app. Hey, Rumble, what if I have questions about the crematorium burn? They don't ban me. And I, I think that's good, man. You know, um, and branding and rhetoric is important because that's what they're selling their listeners now. The grabble would be, okay, well, the next PSYOP comes and everybody against it isn't telling the truth. They're doing hate, you know, and they can easily do that. Um, a commercial would be better if the ump was a butt plug. I don't know, Kyington. That seems a little homoerotic, don't you think? I'm watching your triumphant return from your chest cold and want to offer a bit of air flute gravy. Well, I get what Marigold Big Beak Cumstein is doing. I too find it self-indulgent and retarded. The examples of the baby-bumping Cuban air flute guy perfectly demonstrates how Afro-Cuban jazz flute players approach the style. Their style is partly from mimicking native birds from the natural realm these musicians live amongst in the tropics. It's not offensive because it is tied to nature and beauty and crushes. Your friend in this crazy time, Brent. Well, thank you, Brent. And I agree. That's why I wanted to show that you can sound like a bird and have it be cool. That's why I, I played that. If that Israeli wanted to mimic the sound she hears in nature where she's from, the only birds she hears are going, Oh, Jesus, Marigold, give me more sanity or I'm going to the ADL. They don't have nature in Israel. The only nature they have in Israel is just a bunch of fucking pedophiles trying to avoid paying taxes. Okay, Woodshop Bear, sometimes I think these side stream places are to more easily monitor truth spreading, harder to find it on YouTube than a platform designed just for it. 
Yeah, but it's also up to us to make our own. Like one reason I'm not bitter is I, I, I'm not owed anything from you two. You know, I'm way more bitter, not bitter, but I'm way more aggressive of the shills and the cowards at YouTube that, that gatekeep like the Crowders and the Tim Poop that I am YouTube itself because YouTube owes me nothing. They don't need to give me access to their audience. It's their choice. I like it is up to me to build my own audience. And we've done that. We have a large, loyal audience that has nothing to do with algorithms that would follow me to the ends of the earth to listen to my stream. Not because I'm a cult leader, not because it's an army, but because my stream is fucking hilarious. For crying out loud, Marigold, that was my branch. <laughs> That's great. Okay, someone sent me a CD. For crying out loud, Marigold. A gift, peace, brother. Oh, there's an F in there. Thank you, Big Nose Bear. Gift. Gif. Oh, that's the best argument I've heard. Gif, like gif is just gift without a T. Oh, well done, man. See, I'm not about pride. What if it's gift? Oh, he might have a point. It might be a gif. I always thought it was a fucking gif, like giraffe. But G-I-F-T is gift. This is why iron sharpens iron. Well done. I'm not going to... I'm not going to be a knower with the gift thing anymore. Thank you for sharing your and Jim Bob's. Anytime, be, be free bear. And then sub big bear, check out Asha Logos on YouTube if you need something to listen to while, while you squirt. <clears throat> Owen, I don't need anything back. Could the synchro flow state, state be the Holy Spirit? Yes. I kind of feel that. Also, love is life only values energy. From which we and all fruit, abundance, good, true, and beautiful come. The creator is love, simple. I think the creator is greater than love. Because I think love is an attribute. I don't God my wife. I don't create her my wife. I love my wife. Now that energy between us, I think, is linked to the Holy Spirit. Oh, you're meeting the Trinity. Oh, Jesus, I'm squirting yet again. Here I go, Marigold. Here I go. All right, somebody sent me a CD. Alpine Express. You got to be fucking kidding me. I've never in my life ever received a CD where someone is playing on the front a fucking woodwind. It's a clarinet. I just got... A letter from a, prof- the, the, the letter I read right after reading a letter from a professional clarinetist is, is, has a guy smiling, playing a clarinet on it. Different people, guys. One timeline. And this is the Alpine Express. And it's all in German. Nice. Oh, and this is a fun CD for the boys to enjoy. It's an old band I work with that did big Oktoberfest events all over the country. Leader was a douche and ended up screwing me after a few years. But I, oh, is this the same guy? Hang on a second. If it's the same guy, it's not as crazy. No, it's not the same guy. Hang on one second. 
<coughs> All right, now a different guy. Um, I think. I'll have to look into it. That guy's name's Brent. This is not from Brent. Okay. All over the country. Leader was a douche and ended up screwing me after a few years, but I kept a few hundred useless CDs that I produced from live shows. Uh, it's clean and it will make you think of those beautiful mountains where a bike can be a bike. P.S. This note should make it clear why I print. Oh, it is the same guy. Retract. I retract that wild synchronicity. I'm, I'm retarded. I printed the letter one degree from looking like a ransom note. Okay. So it is the same guy. My bad. But, you know, those things do happen. Let me just make sure it's the same guy. Unless I have two different, two different woodwind guys. Dude, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to crush with this fucking CD. I cannot wait to just blast this in my truck all over Idaho. Where does it say he's performing it? Man. Yeah, it's the same guy. My bad, I retract that. That last little tasty bit of gravy was... Was uh was expected. <laughs> All right, moving on. Um, I think I might land the plane. Yeah. Now you know what? Why don't we dive? Well, let's just get into it. Let's do one of the wood uh wood woodshop bear letters. Which one shall I do? Whatever shorter. All right. See, this one is one page, two pages, three pages. This one is one. Two, three, but a little shorter. We'll do the shorter one. Because Big Bear is running out of steam. Woodshop Bear here. Per usual, I had a bit of revelatory thought the other day while reading my Bible, so I wanted to jot it down and send it in. I was reading through Deuteronomy where Moses is passing along the promises of God's blessing for those who follow his commandments and the curses for those who break them. By the way, how fucking funny is it that this is the, the wood, the wood, uh, this is the guy he looks so happy. He's so fucking happy to be in a place where his bike is safe. He's just like, yeah, my bike is safe. <laughs> if we ban emojis, Blue Bunny may go into cardiac arrest. Okay. Uh, there's a huge chapter on the curses that will come to those who don't, and they're full of intense stuff. The rain from the skies will come down like dust and your children will be given away to another people and you'll long for and you'll long for them every day failing because they are gone. The most tender mother who wouldn't touch the sole of her foot on the earth because she is so delicate will eat her own afterbirth. Jesus. And child because of the lack of food her family has and she'll not share any of it with her children or husband. Um that's quite a prediction. Um Gruesome, horrific stuff. All the diseases and plagues from Egypt and all of them not listen in the book will come on those who do not follow God's word. Um, it specifies, it mentions fiery heart, inflammation, tumors which can't be healed. It talks about hopelessness, despair, confusion, depression, anxiety. It says in the morning people long for the night so they can sleep. And then at night they'll long for the morning because they can't stand the night. Whoa. Is that the guy that screwed him over? That's the guy that got screwed over. No, that guy's getting it. This is our guy. That's fucking, that's our guy right there. That guy's crushing it. He's holding his woodland. And 
I guarantee one of the reasons that the Jays went at the Woodwind guy so hard is the Woodwind guy, the Jays were like, might be nice. All right, anyway, I'm going to keep going. I think some Muslims claim Antichrist will have spent time in Egypt. <clears throat> yeah, if you want gravy, look into Islamic prophecy. I'll just sum it up. It's the Jews. <laughs> A lot of these things are red and clearly visible today. The rains from the sky being dust or chemtrails. Children being given to another people and failing to get them to return home. Sounds like losing a child to the LGBT community and never getting that baby raised back again. The diseases are obviously obvious today. The fiery heart inflammation is very clear. And what, with what we're currently seeing, I could go on about examples, but I think everybody gets the point. Yes. With all that being said, I had a moment of reading where it really clicked that nothing that we're seeing can be blamed on people we consider evil. I agree. Like Bill Gates and Fauci, we all spent years posting memes about how evil they were, but when you actually read the Bible, you realize they are literally doing God's promises that would be done. Yes, you could argue that Jews are working for God. Yeah. Lord Bear just said, just read the Quran, just read the Quran. It's a hundred pages of it's the Jews and to the roof. Hilarious. Um, yeah, there's a reason that you're so heavily propagandized about Islam. Boer Bear read it, and he wrote to me, he goes, Boer Bear, what's your quick review of the Quran? <clears throat> well, that be, I think he said it was just a really direct, it was like very much like the Bible, but just like pretty direct and a little more about Jews. Um, and not like as confusing like Trinity and all that. But uh, I don't know, what, what do you want to, what's your review of the Quran? I, should, I really should read the Quran. I just read so much every day with letters. And I just, uh, to be honest, man, and I know that this is going to make the Jortonian squirt and squirt and freak and jerk and squirt, but I don't really feel a lot when I read like a lot of religious texts. I, I can read them in bits and when they're uh, useful and I like to reference them, but just reading something cover to cover to me, I, I zone out a lot. You know, people would call it ADD, but I don't have ADD. I just fucking zone out. Like I'll just, if I'm reading more than three or four pages of heavy religious text, I just start daydreaming. And that's the truth. And the truth is the truth. And I'll tell you the truth. I would love to pretend to be the type that can just read a Bible cover to cover and fucking just be like, oh, how dare you? But I just can't, I don't. I read in little, like my favorite thing to do, and I know the Jortonians will squirt and spew everywhere. Uh, about how ignorant I am, but it, it really is how I resonate with it. Is when like people, other people in my community will send me sections that I will look into that seem like they're relevant to my life at the time. And uh, that's how I like to do it. You know, you got to read the Bible in short bits. I do five chapters a day, says Woodshot Bear. Enough to digest for the rest of the day. Yeah, what, what's Boer Bear's call? What's your review on the Quran? <clears throat> I just thought it was interesting that you said it was so much like the Bible, because that's what my buddy said. Yeah, Boer Bear said, God, one God, gratitude, family, pray, charity, very direct, outside of cultural differences. If you found the Bible and the Quran in the woods, you wouldn't think they were different religions. Yeah, and I've heard that from 
a lot of people that are very, very deep into this shit. If you found the Quran and the Bible in the woods, you would think that they were the same religion. You know? And people are like, oh, Macarimus! Oh, yeah, they're saying Jesus is a liar! <clears throat> what I think happened is the uh, Council of Muthbinithea really threw some wrenches in the shit about the Trinity. And I think the Quran is kind of like all about just not having a Trinity, but it is so culturally different than me that I don't really, I'm not drawn to it culturally. You know, I just, you know, it's like the, the carpet riding and the crooked swords and all that. I just, uh, I'm, I'm more, I'm honestly more drawn to like pagan Christmas and fucking jingle bells. And I, I'm just, guys, it's all about just being honest. Okay. I, my heart gets drawn to like green and red and fucking Christianity and the stuff that I was raised in. But I also can tell spells and grabbles. And I think the council might be Nithea, you know, and I think Rome did some grabbling. And I think that there, there's elements of the Quran, not that I fucking know fully. I haven't read it, but from what I gather, they were just like, yeah, let's just get rid of like some of that obviously crazy shit. It made me want to wear a bow tie and sell bean pie, says Bullard Bear. Yeah, I think it's also written for blacks. Like, it's really straightforward. You know, because a lot of the blacks can't comprehend, like, us Christians. Like, we have a Bible, and it's very deep and in-depth. It requires a high IQ. The black man needs something very simple. The brown people of the Middle East need just, like, footnotes in very direct language. You know, it's like you take the gay guy and you throw him off a roof. Okay. <clears throat> the council of must be Nicaea, must be North. Okay. Um, Boar Bear, Jortonians are going to come at you now. They're going to say, no, it has Gnostic roots, unlike me. Shouldn't Mexicans be selling bean pies and blacks be selling watermelons? You'd think, Bullrush Bear, you'd think, wouldn't you? I think that nigger Boer Bear got to know his place. He's got to sell them watermelons kind of like them Samoan heads. They got big old heads like a fucking watermelon. All right, anyway. With all that being said, I had a moment of reading where it really clicked that nothing that we're seeing can be blamed on people we consider as... Oh, I already read that. I know this is going to get a little meta, but it's true. We lash out at these elite as if they are in control of their actions. Dude, totally. Quran says some Jews and Christians will be saved by the merciful God, I think. Yeah, yeah. Well, they, the Quran apparently says, and I, I admit I have not read it. I'm not really up to reading heavy religious texts. Sorry. I know. I like reading letters from bears. It's where I feel that I'm doing good stuff in the world. That in the end times, the Christian guys, this, this is why the Jews hate Muslims. In the end times, the Christians and the Muslims team up against the Jews. That's in the Quran. Like in the end times, the Jew can't hide behind because he labeled the Jew basically as like Romans or like, you know, corrupted religions, like corrupted men, like the men of the Pharisee. I bet Muhammad, peace be upon him at this point, would say that, you know, 
some of these mega churches are Jews. He'd be like, Jews. You know, basically just the corrupted men. But then the, the people of Jesus, peace be upon him, that they would say, this is how they talk. They go, you know, uh, King David, peace be upon him. Moses, peace be upon him. Mary, peace be upon her. You know, that's just how they talk. And so they claim that in the end times, the, the followers of Christ team up with the Muslims and the Jew won't even be able to hide behind a rock because the rock will reveal their location. Do you see why that there's 9-11 and all this? It's like, they don't want that known. <laughs> that in prophecy, in Islam, the Christians and the Muslims in the end time, and Moses and Jesus return to fucking kill the Antichrist, and Jesus becomes a man and has a family. Does that sound like they hate Jesus? Oh, they hate Jesus! Oh, they hate Ben Shapiro thinks Jesus is burning in a lake of piss and shit and filth. <laughs> Meanwhile, all these quote-unquote Christians are like, oh, these goddamn camel jockeys and they're fucking bunch of fucking... And you're like, dude, do you not know the original texts? The Islamic prophecy is, you know, there's like a black... The black flags and the distance. It's really interesting shit. <clears throat> As described to me by Muslims I trust. Um, and so then the Antichrist is revealed. They call him a Dajjal, the D-J-A-A-L. The Dajjal starts as uh, a man and then claims to be a religious leader, claims to be Jesus, claims to be God. I think that's the order. And he's so charismatic. And there's a, there's a hadith about that fathers will be chaining their, their children to like pipes to keep them from going to the Dajjal because it's going to be very enticing and that'll last three and a half years. And then it's very similar to Christianity. And so then Jesus and Mohammed, peace be upon them both, return, kill the Dajjal, release the people and Jesus and gets a wife and has children. That's their, uh, Jesus and Mohammed will return, will be called They Live Too. Hilarious. One group sees him as a prophet, the other as a thief. Which one is more relatable? Right, the Quran doesn't demonize Christians like Christians think they do. They do demonize, uh, and again, you know, I'll look more into it, but I know that these ortho bros are lying. They're so full of shit about what they're talking about. Like their criticisms of Islam is not accurate. And if you're going to do these critiques, be accurate. Yeah, they demonize idol worship, all that stuff. Yeah. Um, and so there's a lot of propaganda around it because that's a pretty fucking terrifying. Oh, and they say that the Dajjal is like short, curly haired, one eyed, fat kind of Jew with cur uh, No, they like describe him. They say he's like stocky and kind of short with frizzy black hair and one eye. It's fucking hilarious. And he's going to claim to be God. And that's why they're so fucking against man being God. Because they say that Dajjal will do that. And so when, when you get in your head that man is God, man is God, man is God, Jesus is God, Jesus is God, Jesus is God. They, they claim that Jesus never claimed to be God. And I think, and they're very like a defensive religion. Like it's about protection. Where they're like, as you can see by a lot of their laws, they're like, whatever is, yeah, like Jonah Hill with one eye is their Dajjal. 
Dan Crenshaw, maybe. They, they say, like, curly black hair. It's like a Jew, like a fucking Jew. Like Jonah Hill with one eye. That's in the Quran, And the Quran hasn't changed in 1,300 years. It's read in the original language it was written in, Arabic, and memorized by, like, a billion people. Like, you can't grabble the Quran very easily. <clears throat> and so uh, when, when you realize, like, Bolar Bear, you guys trust Bolar Bear, right? You trust, he's a, one of the bears. He still considers himself Christian, you know, follower of Christ, lover of God. When he tells you that if you read these two books, they're from the same religion if you don't have programming, that's something to fucking think about. You know? <clears throat> All right. Let's keep going. E. Michael Jones knows that. E. Michael Jones says, Islam, Muslims and Christians pray to the same God. Demonize non-believers in Quran, but be at peace when peace is offered. There are believers in Christianity and Jewish, I think. Oh, yeah, totally. Like Toronto Jubair, I think would be, I don't know. No man can know another man. But during the times of Dajjal, I would say a lot of the bears will do fine. I mean, you should feel like you won't and really... Like, be protective of yourself and really work at it. But Christian, Jew, Muslim, agnostic, whatever, you know, squirts inside himself, new, like, more like that type of stuff. I think we're all on a better path than any specific uh, religion. You know, it's all about, um, you know, the, you know our, uh, the gardener of Christians, Chris Gardner, the dome machine. You know, like, you can look at him and be like, oh, some of his beliefs are very new age. I think he's a very honest guy. He's extremely discerning. And I would put him way ahead of the line than any priest. <laughs> you know, it's like, and so that's why followers of Christ, according to the Muslims, will team up with the Muslims and uh, go after the Jays. <laughs> Not the Hebrews, the people who call themselves Jews. And who are doing the work of the shaitan is how they view it. The Dajjal. And the, and the Jews that are not in Satan's army who uh, call themselves Jews, they will be okay. It's all about your intention and your heart and only God knows your heart. It's really interesting, guys. And I know that I, I sometimes don't want to talk about religion because it's triggering and people spiral. But it's fucking interesting. It's really interesting. All right. Um... This is a great letter, by the way. Watch out, Bear. Way to really... I don't think Allah and Yahweh are the same, says Black Lady Bear. Well, a lot of people would say blacks and whites aren't the same, Black Lady Bear. You guys move your head when you talk. You know? Like, I don't do this. You know? Like, for me, me and you, you know, it's like when people say, oh, we're all just American. I'm like, not the blacks. They're American, I guess. Like, how you describe, like... A worker, like, you know, they should be happy to be here, right? No, I'm just kidding, Black Lady Bear. You have every right to have that opinion. I just think that the laws are so similar and the overall vibe is so similar that if you compare, like, the law of the Quran and the law, or the God of the Quran, the God of the Bible, it's just remarkably similar when compared to other gods, like money or you know, NFL or, you know, Satan or whatever, or yourself, like Gnosticism, you know. Let's continue. I'm obviously not actually mad at you, Black Lady Bear. When people say, oh, blacks and whites are the same, I'm like, no, we ain't. We ain't the same, bitch. 
right? And then they go, why are you acting like that? I'm like, I know it's weird, right? It's weird, bitch. It's like I shouldn't act like this, right? Because why would I act like this? This don't sound like Owen. It sounds like a black person. Okay. But yeah, we both have red blood, right? We have similarities, Black Lady Bear. <clears throat> With all that being said, I had a moment of reading. Um, someone call me. Oh, this is my wife. So I'm to make sure she's okay. Hi, love. You good? Yeah, I'm almost done. No, it's good. I just always... All right, love. She's the only... Uh, she's the only um, call I'll ever take during a stream, but for obvious reasons. All right. My Muslim friend just said I was butchering what I'm talking about, but kind of close. But I don't, I'm not a fucking Muslim scholar. I'm not a Christian scholar. But my comedic ways about me can pierce some firmaments. All right? Am I getting it accurately? No. A lo- close? Way closer than the ortho bros. Okay. But am I being like technically Islamically accurate that Jonah Hill with one eye and all? No, obviously not. I'm, be- I'm having an element of, of rhetorical comedy. It pierces the firmament. Right? With all that being said, I had a moment of reading where it really clicked that nothing that we're seeing can be blamed on people we consider as evil. Like the, I read that. I know this is going to get a little meta. We lash out at these elites as if they're in total control of their actions. We assume they're human, just like you and I. And we try to understand how they could do something so horrific to people. I feel like sometimes we've gotten close to understanding, but then we say, but that couldn't be it. Because innocent people are being hurt. But the Bible clearly tells us repeatedly that our sins and the curses which come from them will afflict not only us, but our children and our children's children. I know if that doesn't haunt you guys, I don't know what the fuck does. Because there's truth in that. When you see the innocent child injecting the shit into their body, getting a blood clot because they want to save their grandma, the sins of the father, man. Christians and Muslims are going to tie together in the end times. That's a cool prophecy. Yeah, but I don't think they're talking about like that. Modern Christianity is pretty indistinguishable from Satanism. I don't think that's what Muhammad, peace be upon him, was referring to. You know, I don't think that when he was referring to Christians, it was, you know, um, what's his name? Joel Olstein. I think it was referring to the followers of Jesus Christ. But it's, I don't know. I don't fucking know. How am I supposed to know? Rumble rep wants my wife's video. We gave the rubble only access and the rep just deleted it because she didn't give full rights to other platforms. I'm really beginning to think that these people are simply doing God's bidding, whether they know it or not. Everybody does God's bidding all the time. Muslim country flags are all the colors of the four horsemen. Well, who wrote the horseman? I don't know. I got to look into that. I got to think about that more. There's also some real gravy about the moon in there. You know, people say they try to demonize Muhammad by saying, oh, he claimed to cut the fucking moon in half. You don't really know what that means. And when you look at a Islamic um, moon, it's a crescent moon with a star inside where the moon should be. Have you ever seen that? 
Do you know that that's real now? And a lot of flat earth researchers are showing that. That you'll show a crescent moon and there will be a star in the black area that should be the moon. You can see a star through the moon. I think there's a little esoteric gravy in that. But what do I know? I just bat damn near close to a thousand. All right. Just for the record in the chat, when I said, I wonder about Muhammad as a sacred cow like Jesus, I absolutely mean it in good spirits. No offense intended. Oh, yeah, of course. Uh, but it's true. My best friend for decades is crushing his Muslim. I'm Christian, though don't do titles. <clears throat> yeah. No, the reason that they don't let you draw Muhammad is the same reason they don't let you draw Jesus is the same reason they don't like to be drawn themselves is because then you can pervert the image and do disgusting things with it like South Park. You, in your mind, you don't picture what Muhammad looks like and that's because of strong brand control. Do you see it? Do you see why people don't want you drawing Muhammad and why drawing Jesus is so bad? Because we picture Jesus as a ripped, long-haired hippie hanging on a fucking cross. And then you can do all kinds of satanic cartoons about him, right? That's why they do that. It's so obvious why. When someone says Muhammad, you don't picture anybody because you haven't been shown the image. And that keeps his message pure. It's like, and that's why they're so strict about that. It's about brand control. Like if you put a Nike swoosh on a piece of dog shit, Nike would be like, like you put a Nike swoosh on a dildo. You know, like Steven Crowder and the boys open, order some dildos and, and you just throw a Nike swoosh on there. Nike would be like, take the swoosh off. Uh, and they're like, why? They're like, because you're, you're corrupting it. We don't make dildos. Mormons draw the best Jesus. I think it's a mistake to draw images of your uh, prophets, in my opinion. But I, st I have some funny G Jesus cartoons, you know. I, uh, I'm in a weird middle zone where I, I know what's... I can kind of see through the wilderness a bit, but I still do a lot of the shit. You know, it's probably pretty bad. But it's like... I don't know, like that Jesus cartoon with Iris is so damn funny. <clears throat> but I get, like we're in a world now where everyone has an image of Jesus in their head. So, yeah, it's all good like that. So it's like, at this point, it's like I might as well. Everyone already has the image. I totally respect that Muslims don't let you put an image of Muhammad in your head. Because it would take away from the, the message. BB, we're in the spiritual wild west. We kind of are, aren't we? All right. Wow, fucking gravy. Yeah, it's crazy that people are never explained this simple shit. And, uh, and then the Orthodox bros will do three-hour live streams about, you know, Islam and not get any of it accurate at all. Like, literally nothing about it they're saying is true. They've never read the Quran. I know I haven't read the Quran. I get it. But as far as, like, Sharia law or the history or what they're saying or what a Hadith is or what the laws are... They're literally getting it all totally wrong. And, and so it's just like stupid. It's like silly, dumb, useless bullshit where you get to squirt and wear a robe and saved by grace. Grant me grace. Oh, really? All right. Anyway, um, <clears throat> I could say, all. Oh, where am I? 
I personally will come down there and these things without using anyone else. It just says they will happen. They're currently happening more so than ever, and more and more people get more and more sinful in nature. I say all this because, as always, most humans try to offload their responsibility through displaced anger towards the circumstances of their choices. Instead of reflecting on our lives ripe with sin, we get angry when bad things happen. We try to blame those who are doing the evil as if they're the source, but the source is us. It's our sin. Yes, exactly. We are actively fulfilling all the promises God warned us would come if we didn't stay true to the path and live lives in accordance with his will. Yes. Of course, they get Islam wrong because they have their own regular religion wrong. And yeah, yeah. And barely read their Bibles. Just listen to the man in the dress interpretation. Yeah, totally. Totally. And again, I know I'm not a theological expert at all, which should be even crazier that I was more persuasive in that debate that hardcore Christians watch me and Jim Bob debate. And they're like, what the fuck is he talking about? The fact that I reference the Bible more than Trinitarians do is not, is not like a good thing for you guys because no, you're right. I'm not an expert. I've never covered to cover the Bible. I don't remember who Dorcas is. <laughs> All right. Anyway, I just remember in Sunday school growing up that there was a guy named Dorcas in the Old Testament. I thought it was hilarious. I'll keep this one short, but post this thought experiment, not making any claims, just thinking out loud. If you were an angel of God sent here to fulfill his wishes and punish a world full of horrendously sinful, prideful, boasting, perverted, and wicked people, what would you act like? There would probably be a... Yeah, what if fucking Bill Gates is an angel? Wouldn't that be wild? Like he's... He's, uh, what was it? Azrael, the angel of death, according to Islam. Remember, uh, Gargamel's cat was named Azrael. Uh, what if Bill Gates is nothing more? I'm just qu- asking. I'm not saying this is true. But what if Bill Gates is, is working directly for Azrael, the angel of death? All right. Seriously, there's really a Dorcas in the Bible? Yeah, there's a Dorcas. Made me laugh. There would probably be a bit of a cocky smile on your face, an air of authority that stretches, hang on, as far beyond whatever field people see you in. I don't know. It is dangerous to say wicked people are doing God's will, though. I I get what you're saying, though. I feel it. But to be like, oh, yeah, you got to kill people. It's God's will. I mean, this is getting very meta. This is meta, dude. Because, you know, it's something to think about to say, like, because the Satanist claims they're doing God's will, too, in a way. You know, you could claim that killing a bunch of people is God's will because you did it and everything's decreed by God, blah, blah, blah. It's intense, man. We had a great chat about this on Hanging with the Bears 500. Woodshop got mad gravy. Yeah, Woodshop has mad gravy, dude. There would probably be a bit of a cocky smile on your face and errant authority that stretches far beyond whatever field people see you in. And it would seem to those people that you find joy in exterminating them, but it would be hard to see because you'd be so kind and friendly otherwise. I know, but that's also just being a psychopath. I don't want to give Bill Gates angel status, but I like where your head's at that like, who would be carrying out the will of God uh, if we forget his laws and disobey, you know, poor Denmark bear. I mean, look at it. His country has just went to shit. 
And they don't even know why. Sometimes I think no matter how woke we think we are, we really don't get it at all. Yeah, yeah, I feel that way too. I'm beginning to truly think that a lot of these elite could be doing God's bidding here on earth. Whether or not they even know it, who knows? Well, everyone does God's bidding whether they know it or not. But I just, uh, I err on caution when saying Bill Gates is like, like an angel. But I get what you're saying. Jesus condemns the Pharisee when they attribute his works to a demon. Solid, solid move, Jesus. Was Judas doing God's will? A preacher in my church talked about that once. Well, which Judas? Do you know there's two Judases that were uh, apostles? Most people only know Paul. He wasn't even an apostle. It's hilarious. Uh, Judas Iscariot? Or the other Judas that no one ever fucking talks about. Imagine if you're like the other Adolf. <laughs> like the two Judases is super funny because everyone's like, oh, you're a Judas. There was a Judas apostle that didn't betray Jesus. And he's just like, you mean Iscariot? And everyone's like, oh, sorry, Judas. Judas Iscariot. He's like, I didn't do anything to anybody. How about that? There's a Judas that didn't do anything to anybody. <laughs> I think that's fucking hilarious. It's like just being named Adolf. And you're like, But yeah, according to the Christian religion, Jesus had to be crucified, so Judas had to betray him. Right? Isn't that what you guys think? All right. But it would make sense that people who have spent their entire lives sinning wouldn't be keen on more powerful beings laying down punishment on them. And we also seem to fail as a collective to understand that even though we may begin to wake up to our own sin and turn towards God and read our Bibles that it does not undo decades of sin overnight. Exactly. We get the government we deserve. We get the Jews we deserve. We get the experts we deserve. It's true. It's just, the cool thing is, though, it's fun digging your way out of it. The minute you make the turn where you just accept punishment for your sins and you just start, like, trying to dig out, your life gets way better. Like Adolf Dossler had to go by Adi to stand out. He later named his shoe company... Adidas or Adidas. And now you know the rest of the story. Yeah, and Adolf Dossler was a hardcore Hitler guy. He loved Hitler. I probably would have liked Hitler at the time. Uh, looking back, though, I think he was an agent of destruction. Logically, Trinitarians would agree with this since Jesus has only fulfilling prophecy. Has to be the same for Satan and Dr. Fauci. Yeah, it's like, Jesus. according to Trinitarians, Jesus did not pray. He simply fulfilled. He had to happen, and his prayer was fulfillment. Everything fulfillment, fulfillment, fulfillment. The Judas had to betray him. The Jews had to scream for his death. And so they were doing God's will just as much as Jesus was. Right? D does no one have a problem with that? Like, anything? To sum it up, even though we we're trying to be better, it doesn't mean we're wiped. Like, like did Jesus talk to the Jews and be like, hey, man, you guys got to nail me. I'm fulfilling and they're like, come on, man, you're a good guy. He's like, dude, I don't pray. I fulfill. Even when I go off alone and pray to God in heaven, I'm simply fulfilling. All pointless, says Denmark Bear. Look at what happens, guys. Look at the Danes. Denmark Bear is now suicidal again. It's not pointless. Man is governed by worship and storylines. Look at how Hollywood works. You get yourself a good storyline. Right? The closer to the truth, the stronger the story. 
Figure out what the true story is. And you shall be noble. You shall be elite of God. <clears throat> May the strongest God win. And the strongest God is the one God, the creator of heaven and earth. That's my storyline, and that's one reason why I think I'm having amazing synchronicities like GIF. Jesus wept, so not real tears. Acting. Jesus was method. Do you guys not get the Trinity? When it said Jesus wept, he fucking thought of his dead dog, and he did a whole thing, and he's fulfilling. Guys, those tears were fulfillment. It's not crying, it's play crying. He's simply doing it as a LARP, like a, like a funny thing. Jesus wept. The Orthodox Church goes, that means he fulfill wept. He had to weep to fulfill. He didn't actually cry. It was fake. It was fake. Jerry, don't you know? Bunch of fags. That'd be funny if Jim Bob takes over the Orthodox Church and he makes everyone wear jorts. And he rewrites all the history, which they can do very easily, um, where it was decided in the year 1220 that jorts, he's, it, that possibly could happen. BB, do I dye my hair? No, I don't dye my hair. I don't dye anything. And I don't lose my hair because I don't jerk off. Bald men jerk off too much. There, I fucking said it. You want to keep your hair? Stop jerking off. Every time I see a bald man, I'm like, Jesus. And they're like, man, how dare you? I'm like, okay, why'd you start losing your hair? And they're like, my hand is squared. No, I'm 42 years old. Look at that. You want to know what causes that? Not jerking off. Oh, no, it runs in my family. Yeah, your dad was a masturbator too, you little freak. I don't think people used to just get uh, go bald until they started jacking off. I squirted myself into baldness. Can confirm it's gay? Yes. You squirt yourself into baldness. You eat yourself into fatness. Trust me, I know. I started eating a cookie, two cookies, three cookies. Before you know it, my precious six-pack was now bitch hips. And now racial mongrels like Boer Bear feel that they can mock me and there's nothing I can do about it. All right. For all we know, the Bill Gates of the world could be nothing more than organic meat suits filled with God's warriors, and they're literally just doing what God, God promises. We always associate them as demons, but angels could seem like demons to those under demonic influence. Drowning in sin every day, I'm not, I'm not going to say that Bill Gates is being puppeted by an angel, but it's very valid. You could stop eating cookies. I did stop eating cookies, Boar Bear, and I'm down weight. By the time of the festival, I will, I will be in better shape than you, you fucking half black fuck. <laughs> My goal is during is for the festival. When I see Boer Bear, he's gonna look at me, and I'm gonna look at him, and I'm gonna go, "You fat fuck," and I'm gonna be like, "That scotch still hasn't gotten off your fat ass," and he's gonna know. How many months do I have? Challenge accepted. Yeah, Boer Bear. It, and just because I have bigger, see that? Just because I have bigger pectorals than you doesn't mean they're breasts. Set a goal in pounds or it won't happen. Bear witness, you know nothing. I'm doing an internal critique, Owen. You just don't get it. Right. We always associate them as demons, but angels would seem like demons to those that are demonic. Yes. Again, no claims. I don't know anything, but I think we'd all be wise to not make such rash judgments on people like that before 
we really take a look at our own lives and a very real look at the state of the world. I just finished reading through the Torah again, and today's world is so unbelievably far off from what God commanded of people that I'm genuinely shocked it all hasn't been toppled to the ground. Always onward, Woodshop Bear. Yeah, the fact it's still going is pretty miraculous, right? 50 bucks on Boris, says Denmark Bear. Why? Because he's half black. I can get in really good shape, Denmark Bear. I just still am a little under the weather. I don't know why. It's weird. I haven't been able to really reconnect with uh, exercise. <clears throat> Let's get you all trained up, BB. I'll set you up. Yeah. Yeah, no, I know I can do it. I know I can crush Boar Bear. He's got the slave genetics from his dad. Because we bred them for hundreds of years to just pick cotton balls. How hard is that? You pick a cotton ball, you put it in a bag. Pick a cotton ball, put it in a bag. Then you bring it to the smart white people and we make clothes out of it. Don't you like clothes, Boar Bear? Don't you like clothes? All you had to do is pick the cotton, put it in a bag. Pick the cotton, put it in a bag. Oh no, you felt, we will overcome, swing low, sweet chariot. No, look. So we wanted to make them really good. At the, just simple. Pick it, put it in a bag. Pick it, put it in a bag. But no, no. We gave you your abs and your biceps and your 40-yard distance times. Black ass, but mostly because you can't fight, BB. I'd beat your fucking ass, Denmark Bear. All I'd do is start reading Bible quotes. You'd get sleepy. I'd hook, bang, hook, bang, right? You can't stand on an apple box either, Denmark Bear. You are having a boxing match, I assume? No, I've not committed to a boxing match. I just will appear more fit than Polar Bear. <laughs> People look at Polar Bear and be like, wow, what a fat fuck. I thought we bred them to pick cotton. And everyone's going to be like, look at Owen. He's bred to think for the people, right? Doesn't work in slow-mo, BB. Oh, you want to talk slow-mo, Denmark Bear? <laughs> I'm way faster than you, Denmark Bear. You're a slow bitch. You can't even get a fox. You can't even get a fox, even with a gun. I, they call me the fox. I'm not posing in a speed. No, no one's in a speedo, Boar Bear. It's just, and no one even has to talk about it. No one even has to talk about it. They just, they're like, oh, hey, Big Bear, hey, Boar Bear. And then they just look back and forth and that's it. No one will ever even say a word. They'll just know in their heart. They'll know in their heart who's, I want to know we should have, Boar Bear? A cotton picking competition. I don't even know if we can set this up at that time of year in Missouri. But I say me and Boer Bear head to head, who's better? Who's who's a better nigger? Right? Blue Bunny Bear, you got to stop with that shit. That's fucking weird. Get that out of here. She did a fucking thing of a guy in a speedo with a dick. Jesus Christ, Blue Bunny Bear. Just mentioned the Trinity. Yeah, I can't even reach your head. It wouldn't be fair. Oh, life isn't fair, Denmark Bear. Life isn't fair. I just start going. Three Timothy fourteen sixteen. I the Lord, and you go. Not again. And I just go, boom. And you go, slow motion match. Out like a light. Out like a light. And meanwhile, me and Boar Bear are just going to be picking cotton. Because me and Amy do have, like, we had a Mexican contest. Because I call, sometimes I call her a fruit picker because of her heritage. And uh, Boar would win hands down. What are you talking about, Samoan Poppy? Win at what? Picking cotton? He's gotten soft with his... With this Vicodin. I've been training to pick cotton my whole fucking life. Alright? I was born a nigger. Right? They shouldn't have freed me. I came over on a slave ship from Sierra Leone. I'm actually an albino nigger. Everyone knows. No one wants to talk about it. 
Owen and Boer should do a watermelon eating contest. Yeah, yeah, the Cotton Bowl. Exactly, Anger Bear. And so, because me, when me and Amy pick blueberries, we compete, and she's fucking amazing at it. There's a reason we make those people pick the berries. What am I good at? Leadership, thinking, complex systems. Well, I don't know. White skin? Oh, white skin much? Look at those eyes. Are those eyes built for the fields, Bowler Bear? Look at those eyes. No, these eyes are built for the scrolls, for the gold. You see that? These eyes are built for the throne. Bower Bear's soil dirt black eyes were built to maintain in the sun as he just picked. But I still think I can outpick the fucker. Because me and Amy, Amy's so naturally good at picking blueberries. I swear to God, guys, that fucking, that fucking, <laughs> I'm not going to disrespect my wife even in a joke like that. Uh, anyway, I think she can pick with her feet. That fucking spider monkey can pick berries with her feet. I'm not, I'm not lying. So I'm picking, I, there's a reason the Mexicans uh, have dominated the fruit picking situation. I'm, I'm just picking like a, a Caucasian. I look over. Amy's picking with four limbs. Her feet. I'm, guys, I'm not fucking kidding. Amy's feet are like hands. She can pick berries with her feet. I've seen her like hold toothbrushes and shit. Like not toothbrushes, but like her feet are like hands. We bred them to pick. Please keep picking. She's climbing the blueberry bushes. No, no, I never saw her actually do it with blueberry bushes, but her bag was like double mine, literally. What currency gets her feet to gravel? Uh, blueberries, strawberries, bean picking. Guys, they pick. You know, boar bears people were supposed to survive the hot sun in Alabama, right? Get you out there picking them fucking tobacco leaves. Meanwhile, all they do is complain and bitch and sing their blues it's insane. Swing low, sweet chariot. More like swing low, sweet cock on these guys. Jesus, someone's got to fucking take them down. Tuskegee much? I'll take you out, but I'm not challenging a prairie negress, says Barber. Yeah, I mean, listen, if we had a cotton picking competition, I would die a happy man. Okay. I don't even know what I'm talking about. All I know is Barber is always saying I got bitch hips and bitch tits. And I, I deserve it, you know? Once the white man was in control of these people and everyone got mad at us, oh, how dare you, white man? They're oppressed. They just want to commit crimes and swing their dicks. Oh, they just want to be better boys. Really? And then what we do? We let, them, we let them go. And look at what you see now. Chicago much? They're insane. They're insane. We, we fucking told you guys not to let them go, but you did. And now look at what you got. Now look at what you got. It's a mess. All right, that's enough for me. You'll thank me when you drop the weight, says Borbear. Well, who knows? I'll probably just show up fatter than I am now. I'll just show up like a whale. I'm like, hey, everybody. <laughs> Man, that drive was long. I couldn't stop eating. And I still won't care. You still have nothing on me, Borbear. But I'm going to give it a shot. I'm going to give it a fucking shot. We have races to see how fast we can climb coconut trees, says Simone Poppy. Yeah. Yeah, you guys are... you're. you're we're, we bred you for a reason. You know, the Samoans are supposed to pick the coconuts. It all used to work perfectly until came the machines. And the machines came and liberated them all. 
BB will pay me to walk behind him and play the tuba. <laughs> Just this big fat. F- Amy doesn't even think I look fat at all. It's hilarious. She's like, no, I think you look great. I'm like, tell that to the, some of these bears. And they're like, and she's like, oh, they're just messing with you. She almost sounds like my mom when she says that. She's like, oh, they're just trying to get under your skin. You look great. I'm like, Jesus Christ. I got to get fucking ripped again. But it's never going to happen. My fucking food's too good. How the hell am I supposed to get ripped when my wife cooks like this? I mean, what the fuck? All kings carry weight. It's true. Because we're always given gifts, steak, you know, all this beautiful food. I used to eat like a bird when I didn't have love. I didn't have a nation. <sighs> Amy is just talking you up. That's in her job. No, she really believes it. Like, swear to God, she does. I, I, I know when Amy's lying. I can, I can read her movements. Um, ladies like chunky guys, better hug and cuddle. But I mean, 6'8", 280 isn't really chunky. But I do have floppy tits. I mean, I, I, I should lose weight. Like, I should. It's fact. All right, now i got to play that song, and then I'll be out of here. Four hours for the people. Make sure you super chat. Show that you, you care. That's getting clipped, says Kyneton. I don't care. Everybody can go fuck themselves. All right, what it's like. Mary got pregnant from a kid named Tom, said she was in love. Now Denmark Bear's even talking shit. Oh, you're slow. You're slow. Slow motion. Dude, my jabs, you wouldn't even see them. You'd be like, what the hell was that? Why am I unconscious? Right? We've all seen a man at the liquor store Bragging for change The hair on his face is dirty dreadlock And full of mange He asked a man what change spell with his eyes get a job you fucking slob slob's all he replies but god forbid he had to walk a mile in his shoes cause then you really might know what it's like to blame the Jews cause then you really might know what it's like Blame the Jews. Mary got pregnant from a kid named Tom. Said she was in love. Don't worry about a thing, baby. I'm the nigger you've been dreaming of. But three months later, he. Three months later, said he won't date her. A returner calls. She swear, goddamn, if I find the man cooking off his balls. She heads to the clinic and she gets some static walking through the door. They call a killer and they call her a sinner and they call her a whore. All factually accurate. God forbid you had to walk a mile in her shoes. Then you might know what it's like to fuck a nigger and then blame the Jews. Then you really know like it's like to blame the Jews. Seen a rich man beg, seen a good man sin, heard, heard a tough man cry. Seen a loser win and a fat man grin, a sad man grin and an honest man lie. This is such a stupid song, no offense. 
I licked a silver spoon, drank from the golden cup, and smoked the finest dreams. I stroked the fattest dimes at least a couple times before I broke their heart. I mean, it's just like so, it's like tediously stupid. How about this? <clears throat> I knew a kid named Max who used to get fat stacks on the corner with drugs. They're fat stacks, so obviously he didn't need all the stacks. You're establishing that you don't know what it's like to be these people. That they're so fucking hungry and somebody, some man told this woman that he loved her and all this shit. Okay, well, does he need fat stacks? He liked to hang out late. He used to get shade-faced. Keep pace with thugs. Until one night, there was a big old fight. Max lost his head. He pulled out his chrome 45, talked shit. And wound up dead. Good, that's what happens when you pull out a gun when you talk shit after selling drugs and getting fat sacks. You fucking die. Now his wife and his kids are caught up and missed all the pain. She, she didn't mind when he had the fat stacks from selling poison to the neighborhood. You know, all that way, all that way, when you play the game. God forbid you had to wake up, wake up and hear the news Cause then you really might know what it's like to blame the Jews It's just, um, how about this one? It's been a while, it's a better like grungy one It's been a while since I could hold my head up high Yeah, that song was so stupid It's like, yeah, you're married to a drug dealer who fucking brings you his money and now he's dead because he had a temper and a gun. Okay? It's not our fault. Fuck you. It's been a while since I could hold my head up high. This song's about uh, Denmark Bear. It's been a while since I first saw you. It's been a while since I could Stand on my own two feet again. That's that's paraplegic bear. It's been a while since I could call you. Hey, it's me, paraplegic bear. And everything I can't remember. What the hell am I doing in Baltimore with a hole? The consequences that I've rendered (laughs) I stretched my legs beyond my means And they shot me in the spleen It's been a while since I couldn't say That I wasn't addicted to being gay It's been a while since I could say I love myself when I squirt It's been a while since I've gone and fucked things up Just like I always do It's been a while But all the shit seems to disappear When I'm with Jews And everything I can't remember What the fuck am I doing in Baltimore After paying a whore All this coffee that I'm roasting gone and fucked it all up again, yeah, cause I am a dirty gay why must I feel this way 
just because I am full gay. Just one more peaceful day. It's been a while since I could look at myself straight because I'm gay. It's been a while since I said I'm sorry. I'm sorry I am gay. It's been a while since I've seen the word The candles light your face, dude It's been a while, but I can still remember Just how your coffee tastes And every sip I want to throw up I think your coffee gave me AIDS Your coffee gave me AIDS I cannot blame this on my father He did the best he could for me With the Trinity It's been a while Since I could Hold my head up high It's been a while Since I said I'm sorry For being a cripple And holding everyone else up in line. Okay, that's it for me. <clears throat> Kyneton Super Chats, that's four hours of pure delightful truther comedy slash religious hilarious awesomeness. All right. Um, why don't the Jortonians call in the second coming of God? Call it the second coming of God because they're, they're lying to themselves, but they feel great about it. Alex, Riverside Bear, great stream, BB, anytime. Burns Clan Bear, hey, Big Bear, just saying, you know that I give a shit. Keep on keeping on, brother. Thank you. Rockfin, from Q, from Q, most Samoans are violent when necessary, but are big bears. Thanks, BB and Cod, for always showing up. Yeah, I didn't say you guys are like criminals. I'm just saying you're capable of a lot of violence. It's an honor culture. It's intense. I like Samoans. My name's Owen. Um, would we be able to both save our Jews and implement Sharia law? Yes, you can have Jews in Sharia law. Guys, I'm not a legal expert. I, I got a little over my skis with Sharia law. Or is the latter your alternative to the former? You have to advocate for both, but also said you have no solution to ending the Federal Reserve. Um, yeah, you can be a Jew in Sharia law. You just can't sell porn in the public. It's the behavior of the Jews, not the Jews themselves. You can be a confused chicken-killing Jew all you want, but you can't do it in public and you can't make other people take your bullshit coinage. The other Adolf, excellent. Thank you. My money is on Jim Bob being a better nigger than either of you or Bowler. Absolutely not. No chance. A gift for the Bard King. Pay the J away. I mean, gay. Enjoy the shekels. Thank you, Pony Barbear. Uh, Gilded is GI. Can you admit that you may be wrong? Yes. The only reason I'm admitting I may be wrong now is because of evidence. Do you see how simply I change? I was like going off that it was GIF and then someone's like, gift. And I'm like, oh, yeah, then that then. You see how simple it is? Jim Bob would be like, do an internal critique on gift. It's like, dude, admit you're fucking wrong. Jesus prayed. He didn't pray to himself. He didn't fulfill in that way. I didn't pray fulfilled. Okay, okay. Oh, gift doesn't make, because of the silent T. Okay, okay, now gift is a great argument. People not accepting good arguments is ridiculous. It probably is gif. 
Um, the ontological hermeneutics of GIF. Yeah, GIF is one of the most obviously good arguments for fucking GIF. And that's probably why I was given that whole giraffe thing and that funny synchronicity. So that people can see how a man can easily be humbled and you just simply change. You said that's it, then they come in. I don't know what that means. Some last minute super chats. Okay, hit me. Um, and just don't forget, P.O. Box 490, Sandpoint, Idaho, 83864, unauthorized.tv. Uh, enter bstream.live slash app slash Owen Benjamin Comedy. Final super chats. Rumble, Rumble rant. Great seeing you on Rumble. Latest edition of Fruits of Our Labor magazine is fantastic. Thank you. Blaming the Jews seems kind of Jewish. Yes, it is. It's funny, though. I don't actually blame the Jews for anything. According to Woodshop Bear, they may be angels. How funny would it be if all the Jews turn out to be angels and they're just inflicting God's will on us by like clipping our dicks and lying and, you know, that'd be so funny if like we just see Dave Weiss turn into an angel and I'm like, oh, that's why you're so fucking Jewy. Got your back, Bear. Just a tip for the piano man. Love the streams. You're crushing per usual. Blessings to you and the Bears. All right, guys, I got to go. I love today's stream. Please share it. I thought it turned out great. Hi, uh, Jif is like quick in a GIF. Moral of Bear, I still think it might be GIF, but I can't be so arrogant about it because a gift. Yeah, like GIF, I get it. Giraffe, GIF, geranium. There's a lot. I have a great argument, but gift is a great argument. Okay, guys, be fruitful, multiply. Don't be fruity and boy, guys.